and good morning. It is a Monday edition of Glenn Clark Radio. I'm Glenn, he's Griffin, and our friend Carson Weekly is back with us. And I guess it's now Carson Tri-Weekly, or I don't know, for the time being. We'll have to come up with something new. Hey, pal, it's good to see you. Good to see you, too. Glad uh, Car- to be back. Carson's going to come hang out with us because he's home for the winter from uh, his job at Ole Miss, where he has a major television program. Yeah, uh, sports director for Newswatch Ole Miss. <laughs> you got uh, like uh, six um, Emmys this year, didn't you, right? Uh, Wasn't that the way it It, it, w- it was five, uh, but we're, we're going for six next year. All right. Um, good to have him back. He's going to be chiming in, helping us out, uh, all sorts of capacities for the next few weeks. As, uh, today, this is the final week for uh, our buddy MC Ernie, and then uh, he's going to just wander off into the sunset. Unfortunately, uh, tra- tragically, he will. he's going to pass. That's just the way that it goes. He will no longer be with us. But we thought that was the case with Carson. And look, he's back from the dead. Uh, before uh, we get into the show, can you just tell everybody they're very pretty, please? I know you all have missed this. You all are very pretty. Thank you, sir. Thank you. Thank you. Can uh, did we can we get the logs now? Is that? Yeah, yeah. All right, yes. thank you. Yes. We've been I'm on top. We've had some issues this morning. We've had a little bit of a stumble out of the gates today. But that's all right. We're going to more than make up for it with probably the greatest show in the history of shows. All right. Uh, it's way too high a standard. <laughs> way too high a standard. It's not possible. Uh, coming up in just a few minutes, our buddy Kadri Ismail will join us to we'll talk about the Ravens win in Pittsburgh yesterday. Griffin was uh, in Pittsburgh. Oh, yeah. That was might have been the most fun I had at a game in my life. Watching a lot of bad quarterbacks. Uh, watching the Ravens dominate the Steelers. Well, I mean, it was it was good to win the game. Yeah. Like, don't get me wrong. Going into enemy the territory. The most fun you've ever had oh, yeah. watching I had a blast. Mitchell yeah. Trubisky square off Thanks with for. Anthony Brown. Boy, have you never had fun? Is that what we just learned about you? That you don't know what fun it is? It's nice to win no, a game. It, was, it, was it is nice awesome. to win a game. We'll talk awesome. more about it. We will talk about it. Um, coming up also a little bit later on, uh, you know, we, unlike a lot of people in town, we cover Navy football and not just like the day that they're playing Army. Um, and I am befuddled by Navy's decision to move on from Ken Niamatololo. I, I don't have the words for it, quite frankly. Um, so I just want to talk about Ken and what he's meant to that program and some of that controversy. A couple of his former quarterbacks are going to check in. The great Keenan Reynolds, who, of course, also was a Raven briefly. And uh, uh, Ricky Dobbs will also check in with us a little bit later on in the program. Plus, it's Monday, so Jeremy Kahn will join us. We will dish out some pats on at the ass, so start thinking about that. You know the rules. Five Ravens who deserve praise for their performance in yesterday's game. Two must-be offensive players. Two must-be defensive players. The fifth, whoever you'd like, offensive player, defensive player, special teams player, or a coach, rank them 5-1 to one with number one being your man of the match. And send them to me at Glenn Clark Radio on Twitter. We will share them throughout the day. And we will share ours a little bit later on in the program as well. All right? Capiche? Wonderful. Today's show brought to you by the Baltimore County Police Department. If you missed out on their big event at the fairgrounds on Saturday and you still have wherever, whatever it is, uh, toys or you know unwrapped toys that would make great gifts, if you still have non-perishable food items, you can stop by any of the area Baltimore County Police Department precincts to drop those off. You can also drop them off right across the street where we are at Glory Days Grill here in Towson to try to help take care of those who need it in the community this holiday season. Find out more at joinbaltimorecountypd.com. And also, if you've been thinking about, you know, maybe, maybe 
a career change. You can find out a little bit more information about that there as well. Join BaltimoreCountyPD.com. All right, now, um, on to what we saw yesterday. And I tried to say this on the postgame show. I think it'd be easy to say, well, it's a two-point win. It's not that big of a deal. I do think that yesterday's win could prove more significant. I think we need to be reasonable. I think there was a lot of excitement afterwards because it's beating the Steelers. Yes, it's beating the Steelers. Beating the Steelers is always fun. It's like... uh, you know, going to Chick-fil-A, right? Like, your day is always going to be better when you make a stop at Chick-fil-A. Like, there's no way around it. It's going to improve your day. Beating the Steelers, no matter what the circumstances are, we're always going to enjoy that in Baltimore. Is it proof that the Ravens can translate that into winning big games against the best teams in the AFC? Well, no. You're not going to get to line up against Mitchell Trubisky when you go play the Bengals or the Chiefs or the, you know, whoever, insert team name here, in the AFC playoffs. But it still feels good. And the part that's more meaningful... Look, I get it. A lot of yesterday's story has to do with them getting three interceptions, right? Like, the defense played outstanding. Other than that last drive. They started making things really nervous. And I guess other than Marlon Humphrey. My God. Man, was the team MVP until yesterday was the worst player on the field yesterday it was a rough day i don't know about the the pi call in the end zone but you know he still yeah. gave up some big plays um there was a lot of good in that department but the bigger story of course yesterday was the ravens ability to run the ball and that is translatable because the steelers had a really good run defense they had one of the top 10 run defenses in the nfl they weren't running on mitchell trubisky they were running on a good defense and they were running and imposing their will on a good defense. And that, a week ago, the column I wrote, and the thing that got everybody's attention was me saying, look, I'm not telling you that I think that you should fire anybody. I'm saying that if you get to the end of this season and you're not running the ball, because they hadn't been running the ball with their running backs for the last two weeks, they'd... They hadn't run the ball at all with their running backs the last two weeks. If you get to the end of the season and you can't fix this in the run game and use it to prove that you can beat the best teams in the AFC, then you have to overhaul your entire offensive philosophy. It's not just about appeasing the the mouth breathers when it comes to Greg Roman. It's about reconsidering everything about your philosophy as a franchise five years in. Now, I don't know if yesterday is proof that they're going to be able to run the ball at will against anyone, whether it be Week 18 against the Bengals or anyone that they play in the postseason. But it's a reminder that they might. And it's a reminder that all of our judgment of this team has been impacted by what they haven't had on the field. Remarkable how you look like a drastically different running team when you have, you know, your running backs. When you have your left tackle on the field. Your all-pro left tackle. They did that yesterday when they were trying to get by with Tristan Cologne and Ben Cleveland playing at right guard. Imagine that, what you saw yesterday with Lamar Jackson and Kevin Zeitler on the field. And that's the reason why yesterday is a bit more exciting than your average two-point win over a bad football team who had to play Mitch Trubisky. That's the reason why yesterday is a bit more enjoyable than that. That's the reason why yesterday wasn't an apology type of win. It's the 
reason why yesterday was a really good win for the Baltimore Ravens. It means as much as you follow it up with. I'm very nervous. I'm extraordinarily apprehensive about the idea of Anthony Brown having to start a game in Cleveland on Saturday. I hope that's not the case. I hope that John Harbaugh... I I hope that this months backward thing means something and Tyler Huntley is all right. I hope that they're able to... Maybe, who knows, maybe Lamar Jackson could be ready to go in a week. I don't, I'm not ready to rule it out, but I hope that they have an actual quarterback of some sort that can start that game. Because these games all do matter. I mean, the Ravens can still give back a game to the Bengals and, and yet keep Week 18 as a game for a division title. But you'd rather not. You'd like to be able to build a scenario where you could lose that game, finish in a tie, and still figure out a way to get a tiebreaker that gets you the AFC North title. And I haven't started doing the math on what that path is just yet because we're still a few weeks away. So that would be a very silly way for me to spend my time. I'd rather hang out with Santa Claus. Stopped by my mother-in-law's house last night. It was very nice of him. Very busy man. Very, very busy man. Made time to come see my kids at my mother-in-law's house. It was incredible. Um... I haven't done that, Matt. But you'd like to figure out a way to make sure that you are a game in front of the Bengals and given their schedule, which still, of course, has the Bills on it, although we thought that the Chiefs was going to be tricky, you could see a path to which they lose a game. So if they were to lose a game and you were to keep stockpiling wins, you could build a backup scenario where maybe you've clinched the tiebreaker already that even if you were to lose the Bengals in Week 18, you would still win the division. Again, I just not math that I've done just yet. I'm gonna put Car. You know what, Carson? Congratulations. That's your first assignment. Okay, I'll come up. You with need all to the figure scenarios. out the scenarios for what is the way that the Ravens could lose the Bengals in Week 18, finish with the same record, and yet still win the division. Still win the division. Because I just don't know. i got to be honest with you. Off the top of my head, I don't know what I the next tiebreakers are. I'm going to find out. And that. I'm sure the games that, come, that, that, that follow this still matter for determining those tiebreakers because it's probably conference record or something like that. They're like division or something. Whatever like it is, that's your assignment. Okay. All right? You've got to figure out what the path is the Ravens having, if the Bengals were to lose a game, how the Ravens could clinch the division even before week 18. Okay. Even if there's a scenario where they lose the game in Week 18, could they have already clinched the division by that point? All right. Okay. Okay. Can, you're on it. That's I your can first. That's yeah, your first assignment for so, being back for the winter. Sounds good. You don't have a computer. I have a computer. You do have good. a computer, but it's not with me. Not smart. All right. <laughs> no, there not might smart. be a backup computer somewhere in this in this office. We will uh, I, go on a search. Okay. Go on a search. All I right. feel like there's a rogue laptop okay. somewhere. In this building that can be used. I, I guess mine's in my backpack. Should I, oh, you could you use, use maybe one? you could use yeah. Griffin's laptop. That yes. would also yes, work. Yes, that's my backpack. Very good. <laughs> um, I would like to know that. And that is still something they should shoot for. But again, that, that to me is the big story of yesterday, is running the ball. Reminding everyone that it probably had as much to do with personnel as it had to do with teams figuring you out. And again, we all think that J.K. Dobbins didn't even look 100% yesterday and yet ran the ball extraordinarily well. We all think that, you know, they would be better suited. They could still run the ball better with Lamar Jackson on the field. There are reasons to think that it can get even better than it was yesterday when it was really good. Really good 
for the Ravens running the ball. So that's number one. The other thing for me, number two, and I'm writing about this today at PressBoxOnline.com, the other story of the Ravens' win is the Ravens are creating themselves almost another little bit of a controversy here going into the offseason. Remember when the trade happened and every one of us with a brain said, well, this makes sense. Worst case scenario, you trade for Roquan Smith, and if it doesn't work out, all you did was flip-flop a round in the draft. All you did was give up a second-round pick to move back to a third-round pick because you're going to get a compensatory third when he leaves. That's no longer an option. The Ravens have no choice but to figure out a way to keep Roquan Smith around long-term because Roquan Smith has become the most impactful defensive player that they have had on this field post Terrell Suggs. The most impactful de- you know, inside linebacker they've had since Ray Lewis. Roquan Smith is un-effing real. I don't have the words to describe how much this has worked out for the Baltimore Ravens with Roquan Smith. It's almost impossible for me to define the significance of Griffin, is everything all right? I don't know what yes, you're working yeah, on yeah. over there, but we're doing a show today. Gotcha. Can you can you be involved with that yes. instead? Thank you. Is it everything okay? Like, is yeah, there yeah, a problem yeah. that we no, need to deal no, with? No, no, okay. nothing, no, all right. not, If there is, hurts. just tell me. Okay. Say there's an issue, I got to deal with it. That's fine. I understand. But if it's not that, we're going to do the show. All right. Okay. If I did give, in fairness, I gave Carson an assignment, so he's got to work on that. It's almost right. done. I'm working on it. All right. Thank you. But you, I, I'm just very nervous. Whenever, okay. whenever you're doing something else, I get very nervous. Could you do me a favor? Could you send out a tweet about the guests that are on today's show? I, I sure a, can. You know yes. what? I'm going to give you an assignment as well. Just coming up, what the guests are, what they're talking about. I can get a chance to do that and the link to the YouTube video and the, the audio, all right? I didn't get a chance to do that this morning. I'm sorry. A lot going on. I'm using my wife's computer, and it's very annoying. My wife hasn't uh, downloaded an update to a computer since, I think, 1994. I'm pretty sure it was about the last time that she downloaded an update. You have an answer? I think I do have an answer. So both stand at 9 and 4, obviously. Uh, What's the second tiebreaker? The, the second tiebreaker is division record. record. And the Bengals have a two and three division record, and they have no divisional opponents besides us to finish their season. So as long as the Ravens don't lose both to the Browns and the Steelers, that's right. They have to win one of those games. And again, the scenario that we're talking about, they win all of their games. Right. Re- then the Bengals, I think. Uh, well, I guess even if they don't drop, or I guess they do have to drop one of these. Yes, games. they would still have to drop a game yeah. for that. There's a chance for them to do that, though. They play yes, the they play the Bills, right? Yeah, Buccaneers, yeah. Patriots. Yeah. You never know; they can pull yeah. something off. Feel good about either one of those, but the Bills they still have to play, and Absolutely. that one is significant. So what you're saying is, if the Ravens win out, the Bengals were to lose to the Bills, then the Ravens will have already clinched the division yes, going we into will. Week 18. Yes, we will. That's significant. I mean, that really is significant. It makes mm-hmm. every single one of these games very significant because you're talking about this could end up being for the division or maybe for the right to use week 18 as a bye week right to have already to, to just say look we've already sure we, it, winning it outright is fun but who gives a rat's ass if we've already clinched the division in a home game if we want to use this game to rest our guys we can use this game to rest our guys at this point and all's good there is a realistic scenario but if they have to start anthony brown against 
Cleveland, I'm not going to feel quite as good about that. I'm just, you know, it's what it is. Well, if we drop one in division, though, then it, I think we can still be all right. But you, you're talking about a scenario where they have to win. I'm talking about a scenario where Week 18 is irrelevant. That's what yeah, I'm trying they to have work to, with. we got to win the next three. Week 18 yeah, three. can only be irrelevant if the Bengals lose one and the Ravens win out. Absolutely. You're confident in your math. I'm confident. You're prepared to present it in front of the class. Yes. You're prepared to do a... All right. So that's the scenario. But again, if Anthony Brown has to play on Saturday, and we're hoping that's not the case, I'm going to be nervous about that. Not that the Browns look like world beaters by any stretch of the imagination, but it's a division game on the road, and if you have to play a third-string quarterback who you didn't trust on third and four to throw the football yesterday. And I get it. I'm not blaming the Ravens for not trusting him to throw the ball on third and four yesterday. I think they did the right thing to play for the points and just say we're not we're not going to let anything go wrong here. He did com- complete one pass on third down to Mark Andrews, and you know he's got that going for him, which is nice. But I'm still nervous about the idea of having to start Anthony Brown in a division game when there's something as significant as trying to get this thing done before week 18 that could be at stake. My column is about Roquan Smith. The Ravens don't have a choice. They have to figure this out. A lot of call. I get a bunch of calls yesterday about, you know, what if they have to choose between Roquan Smith and Lamar Jackson? They don't. It's really important that we understand this. These are just things that we say because we've been conditioned to say things like this. Well, there's only so much money. This is a salary cap sport. To some extent, that's true. The Ravens aren't up against the cap next year. Right now, they've got over $40 million in cap space, and we don't even know what the cap number is going to end up finally being for next year. They have plenty of cap space, which means they have plenty of cap space. There's no year down the road where their cap space gets tighter. Now, it hypothetically gets tighter the moment that you do a Lamar Jackson deal. And the bigger problem for the immediacy of this conversation is... Do you have to play Lamar Jackson the franchise tag next season? Because if you do that and it all comes against the cap at once, well, then you do have trouble. And then it might limit you from doing anything else. So the need to get Roquan Smith done might be example number like 10 for me of why you stop effing around when it comes to Lamar Jackson. And if it costs you fully guaranteed to get it done, just do it. Because being able to structure the next few years and figure out exactly where you are cap-wise is more valuable than fighting and pissing and moaning about the words fully guaranteed. And the fact that you're going to get dirty looks when you go to the owners' meetings because other people are unhappy. That's their problem. Your problem is you have a cornerstone piece now on offense and a cornerstone piece on defense. And those guys need to be around for a long time. This dude is everything you could have imagined him being when you made this trade. My standard was insanely high. I thought Roquan Smith was a game changer. And yet, he's exceeded somehow my expectations. Which is bonkers considering what my expectations were. My expectations were through the roof and he's better than that. He is the most impactful defensive player we have seen since prime Terrell Suggs. The Ravens must figure this out. By that, if there's problems there, they must have the option of using the franchise tag with him, which isn't good 
when we've kind of kept the idea that they must use the franchise tag on Lamar Jackson. They have a problem, and they're going to have to give. Winning a fight about the words fully guaranteed helps them in no way. None. Zero. It gets you no closer to winning a championship. Getting a deal done and making sure you have one player and then that allowing you to keep the other goes a long way towards setting yourself up for success for the next half a decade plus. Write about it today at PressBoxOnline.com. They've created a problem for themselves. But that problem is they have a great football player on their roster. Another great football player on their roster. They had one, obviously, in their quarterback. Now they've got another great football player on their roster. And winning the negotiating or making sure we got to get matters not in comparison to having great football players that give you a chance to win championships. Let's just grab a break here. We'll hopefully be joined by Kadria Smile in just a minute. Today's show also brought to you by, oh, your local Toyota dealer and buyatoyota.com. The Toyota Tacoma comes in a range of models and trim lines so you can choose the perfect Tacoma to reflect your unique personality and driving habits. Check out buyatoyota.com for deals on new Tacomas from your local Toyota dealer today. Glenn Clark Radio. Gambling can be a fun and entertaining experience, but there are risks involved. If you're planning on betting on the game at the casino or on your phone or computer, know your limit, stay within it. Set a budget and a time to stop. Remember, gambling isn't a financial solution and it doesn't mix well with alcohol or drugs. Know the risks and have a plan before you begin gambling. For free and confidential services, call 1-800-GAMBLER 24-7 or go to helpmygamblingproblem.org. Experience the best in Kamado Grilling, a complete outdoor cooking appliance. The Ginsu Kamado Grill allows anyone to sear, grill, bake, and smoke all types of food. Designed for efficiency and function, the Ginsu Kamado Grill upholds the enduring legacy of the iconic Ginsu brand. The Ginsu Kamado Grill is perfect to cook all year round, is great for parties, and ideal for tailgating with your friends. Reserve your Ginsu Kamado Grill today at ginsugrills.com and get $100 off on your pre-order when you use the promo code tailgate that's ginsugrills.com reserve yours today whether your focus is luxury and comfort convenience and technologically advanced connectivity or sporty performance and aggressive styling we've got the perfect highlander for you check out buyatoyota.com for deals on new highlanders from your local toyota dealer today Join the Maryland Jockey Club at Laurel Park for Christmas Tide Stakes Day on Monday, December 26th. An exciting day of live horse racing awaits you with a whopping six stakes races worth $600,000 in prize money. Plus, enjoy a specially curated stakes buffet, a delicious hot chocolate bar, and hot cider cocktails. It may be cold, but Laurel Park has plenty of horse racing excitement, food, and beverages to keep you warm. Don't miss Christmas Tide Stakes Day at Laurel Park. Visit laurelpark.com for more info. 
Another Orioles season is in the books, and the Bataround was there every step of the way as the Birds posted their first winning season in six years. And after promoting two number one overall prospects in Adley Rutschman and Gunnar Henderson, Mike Elias has said it's liftoff from here. Hi, I'm Paul Valley, and along with my co-host Zach Goodman, we'll be here every Saturday from 10 a.m. to noon all off-season, discussing every signing, trade, and waiver claim as we navigate the cold winter months that lead to spring training. You can watch us at youtube.com slash pressboxonline and facebook.com slash Pressbox Sports or listen live at pressboxonline.com slash radio. And if you miss a show, you can find us anywhere you get your podcasts. So tune into the Bat Around with Paul Valley and Zach Goodman every Saturday from 10 a.m. to noon right here at Pressbox Sports. Need a last minute gift for a kid in your life? How about a membership to the Retriever Kids Club? It includes free youth admission to all regular season UMBC home games plus a t-shirt and a drawstring backpack. Membership is only $35. It's a great deal makes a tremendous holiday gift. Visit umbcretrievers.com slash kidsclub for more info. Membership is for kids 12 and under. The Retriever Kids Club. Find out more. umbcretrievers.com slash kidsclub. If you can't listen or watch live, you can subscribe to the show via Spotify, Amazon, or Apple Podcasts. Leave a five-star review while you're there. Or if lying isn't your thing, we'll take a a three-and-a-half-star review too. Tyus Bowser show returns tomorrow night. Tyus and his special guest will join us at the Hamilton Sports Bar and Grill on Harford Road. Hope that you will come join us as well. 7 o'clock tomorrow night. Although we had a huge crowd the last time. You might want to get there a little bit earlier. Find out more. Pressboxonline.com slash Bowser. The Tyus Bowser show is a partnership of Pressbox and Great Eights Memorabilia. It's brought to you by Maryland Vascular Specialists and the all-new Ginsu Kamado Grill. Our friend Kadri Ismail, of course, former Super Bowl champion wide receiver for your Baltimore Ravens. You see him on WJZ 13, and he's back with us this morning here on GCR. Kadri, good morning, my friend. How are you? Ah, what a happy purple morning it is. The Pittsburgh Steelers have gone downhill, and I can brag to my heart's content to all my friends who are Steelers fans. You know, it's amazing, Kadri. I was talking about this earlier. A week ago, the Ravens won by a point, and the city acted like it was melting down. This week, the Ravens won by two points, and it's one of the great wins in recent memory. Like, it's just sort of a weird way that beating the Steelers kind of works for everybody in this city. But see, the thing is, historically, you know it's going to be a close game, though. So, you you know, the the there is no... Oh, it's a cliche. No, in this particular case, this is just straight-up fact. Every time you play against your rival, the Steelers, throw out the records because you're going to have a, a battle back and forth. And who blinks first? That's the team that's going to lose. And so I think if it was another team, then, yeah, sure, you can probably have the, the flood of calls of negativity. But in this particular case, this one feels good. Um, I think the biggest thing to me, why I think it was a really good win, Kadri, is because we know this team's path to doing something this season has to involve them running the ball. And the biggest issue the last couple of weeks was they weren't running the ball. Their their running backs were doing nothing. To get J.K. Dobbins and Ronnie Stanley back out on the field, and and we don't even think that J.K., you can tell me what you thought, he didn't even look close to 100% yesterday, and yet they gashed a good Steelers run defense. That's the type of thing that makes you believe if they can do that, get Lamar Jackson back still, get Kevin Zeitler back still, J.K. Dobbins could get you know even better in the coming weeks. That's the type of thing that could translate when you face even really good teams in the AFC. Oh, no question. And I think the, the Ronnie Stanley effect was even larger than people realize. I think when he's in there, 
they're just a different football team, whether it be throwing the ball or whether it be running the ball. Um, we know it's a run-first offense. We know that it's a tight end-centric offense. Love it, hate it, whatever. That's for you to debate. But the bottom line comes down to it. When they are healthy and Ronnie is that key cog, uh, they're a different ball club. And, and the running game can get to the second level. There was a – I got I to gotta look up the play, but it was such a, a uh, non – football like in other words it wasn't a splash play so for the untrained eyes like wow that was such a good run whereas when you see the the nuance of it you not only saw ryan stanley uh just sudden hands boom stunned the dn that came uh, across his face stunned him from making a move towards the running back but then as he was going, you could see where the linebacker was trying to come to the outside. He was a linebacker or safety, whatever, but then he just, boom, just hits him right in his tracks, and it allowed for the patience of the running back to, to really allow the front side of the hole to open up and get to the second level. It's that that has been missing because normally you would have a guy knifing in, and by the time the running back sees it peripherally, there's nothing he could do, and it's a tackle for loss. It's the Ronnie Stanley effect that makes this this offense so so potent and so uh, effective. I think it's well said, man. And I, you know, again, I think we forget that sometimes because it's easy to say like, well, every team's got injuries, you got to deal with it. Well, okay, not every team has injuries to your All Pro left tackle, which we all know to be the second most important position on the field, right? Like it doesn't you, you, to pretend like that's not significant or that your team can't be drastically different is not based in reality. Somehow, some way, I think people. I'm, I'm realizing this year's fan base. Um, so, not not trying to put it all on Kadri, but and I did go third person. Yeah, I did. I, and by the way, but, I saw I saw you were getting into back and forth with a few folks last week. I saw you were kind of getting a little combative <laughs> last week. <laughs> well, it's so funny because when I was watching the um, legend, I was a legend of the game for our past home game. And, you know, I'm watching uh, them play against the Panthers, and, and uh, sure enough, you know, it took them a minute to kind of get things going, and finally they do, and a, a fury of action comes uh, our way. When I say our way, where I was located and sitting at in the stadium, I wasn't up in the typical press box, uh, but I was down in the stadium. I was with my, uh, my family, and uh, they all came into town to celebrate the legends of the game. And so as I'm watching, and I'm kind of – paying attention to the fan base. I'm like, boy, you guys are some unattentive fans. Like this is a great defensive battle right now. That's just being presented. Y'all are some fair weatherish type people. And then it harkened me back to the Bills game where I was up in the press box. But, um, my friends, there was a couple of people that came in from out of town that were huge Bills fans. They're like, Oh yeah, you guys had tickets like right away that came about and I was scooping them up. And I was like, wow, that's, great for you, man. That That's impressive. And so with all that said, what got me and the point I'm making is, is that we have a fan base that's really into it and can, you can talk nuances with them and you can like really get into the weeds. Then there's a, the portion of the fan base that in my just mind, I'm like, y'all are the most fair weather and it's all about Lamar Jackson and don't you dare criticize him or even Think about anything positive whatsoever with anyone else. And if there is an inclination of 
change. You think that somehow you're going to get you and change it up and, and make it about like, oh, the analyst doesn't know what he's talking about. And I mean, I'm like, it's insanity. Like literally against the, um, who do we, who do we play uh, just recently? The um, Denver. Yes. Yeah. Denver. Their defense was coming into the game like a bunch of badasses. And for Tyler Huntley to sit his butt on the bench after warming up in pregame, knowing that, yep, Lamar, I'm here for you, bro. Go out there, kill him. Lamar gets hurt because why? The defense is a badass, and unfortunately, his tight end couldn't block dude coming off the end. Boom, he gets his knee. No one wants to see that. At the same time, this is the NFL. The show must go on. And you're hoping that, yo, you got an, a, a team that can get to an eighth win. That's going to be critical to stay on pace with getting to the playoffs. Yep. Well, bruh, I'm about to go on a rant because I'm watching, and it's a third and long scenario. Tyler literally cold off the bench, throws a comeback route, hits Duvernay. Duvernay doesn't pick up the first down. They punt the ball. But I was like, in that, that moment, I was like, oh, shoot. To throw a comeback route, Coles, and that's one of the hardest throws to make in football. He did it. He threw it accurately. Okay, I'm, I'm cool. Wow. Then he comes back on the field after our defense played extremely well, marches them down the field, and some of the plays he was making, I was like, okay, phew, I'm breathing a sigh of relief and saying to myself, Tyler Huntley is in command of the offense. Oh, my goodness. You thought Armageddon was going to happen, that that somehow is an affront to our dynamic playmaking quarterback in Lamar Jackson. No, it ain't dummies. And literally it is a, wow. I am surprised that a backup who we hadn't seen, we don't really want to see. Cause that means obviously Lamar went down mm-hmm. and he looked good. Okay, fine. And then the game goes on. And then the flood of just dumbass tweets that came about was like frustrating. Cause I'm like, y'all not even saying anything intelligent. And so, Yes. <laughs> That's where it you all chose goes violence. down the road. You chose violence. I did. I did. I did. These things so happen, anyway, These things happen. we got the Pittsburgh game. It was a great game. <laughs> you get to your third quarterback. Holy wow. Amazing job. I mean, poise out the butt. But again, Ronnie Stanley, J.K., Gus, all of them. Heck, even uh, Ben Cleveland, who, you know, we weren't really sure what was what. He kind of showed up and showed out and, and Tristan Cologne showed up and showed out. So I think it was a, a really strong team effort and great win. He is Kadri Ismail. He's with us here on Glenn Clark radio. Um, Kadri, that said, look, there is a scenario where if the Ravens can win out and the Bengals were to say, lose to the bills, the Ravens could actually clinch the AFC North even before um, that week 18 matchup, but they got to win out to do it. How nervous would you be if they had to start Anthony Brown in Cleveland on Saturday? I hearken back to Tua Tungvaloa and the protocols that were put in place to protect the athlete from himself. And as long as they feel they've gone through the necessary protocols, you know, the, the idea of a short week, John Harbaugh in his press conference, like, no, that applies to a Thursday night right, game. So right. I think you had a convention Thursday night game, you're not playing, but this is Saturday game. Um, and so therefore it, brings to a different level of protocols. And if he feels good, then I am like, okay, cool. Let's let, let, let okay. him go out there and, and, and play. Okay. All right. 
Um, I mentioned that J.K. Dobbins didn't even look quite 100%. You, of course, understand the human body far better than I, um, and I, of course, don't understand it at all, as you can tell from all the years that you've known me. So tell me about what you saw in J.K. Dobbins, and is there, I mean, he acknowledged in postgame, to your point, that you know he wasn't quite all the way there yet. Um, can he get there? Can he get to the point where... You know, in four weeks, if he breaks one off the way they did on that 44-yard run, there's no chance that anybody's catching him. He's taking that to the house. So fanboy-wise, I would say I hope so, and yes, he can. Um, From a training aspect of things and and how I look at the way the body moves and all that, I would say, boy, it would be highly improbable. Um, That doesn't mean it can't happen. It just it would be highly improbable. Does that make sense? I mean, you, you, it makes sense, but I'm saying that acknowledging again that I don't know what the difference is, right? Like, gotcha. I, so, you know. so here it is. Like when he broke through the line at scrimmage, you know, his, his, it, we're, we're talking, there's the three muscle groups, the fast, the slow twitch, fast twitch, super fast twitch, the super fast twitch, muscle fibers, you know, that's where, you know, the, the secret sauce of all, you know, really strong, awesome movement comes in. Why? Because when you have uh, those muscles firing, I mean, the synapses, everything is really going. Uh, the myelin sheath is at its zenith and you got to be on point. And so any compensation, you know, your body is going to protect itself and it'll send off those pain receptors. And next thing you know, you, your body kind of just, it okay. protects itself. It, it'll, okay. it'll, you know, not be as well. And when he got through the line, maybe around 20 yards, he felt really good, but when that next gear and that next set of super fast switch muscle fibers should have kicked in, that's where you see the compensation pattern. So there were some compensation patterns. I'm like, oh boy, I get it. One of my other colleagues, he was like, yeah, man, I can, we kind of had geeked out. I don't bore you guys, but we were talking, you know, the, 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 uh, the anatomy of him running and moving. And yeah, I mean, it's highly improbable because it's a violent game. It's a collision sport. And it takes an awful lot to really, really, truly get up to speed. However, take my hat off to him that, you know, he listened to his body and was able to at least put himself in that position by, you know, taking a big risk and doing the surgery, which in the grand scheme of things, yeah, you know, a JK out there is better than no JK out there. There's no doubt. There's no doubt. That was plenty clear yesterday. Uh, Kadri, on, uh, over on the fan yesterday on our postgame show, we had somebody who called in and said that uh, Roquan Smith is the second coming of Ray Lewis, and I said, let's ease up on all that. But then I, I got back and I started thinking about it. The, there is something there where like this dude to me is the most impactful defensive player the Ravens have had since prime Terrell Suggs. Like, I, there is something about this cat and the way that he changes the defense and the way that he can wreck football games – um, they have to, I joked on Twitter they should give him a fully guaranteed contract this offseason. I it's only half a joke. Like I they appear Man, to have you you gonna go ahead and get them I know you know the smart people they don't, oh, by the way, I'm not I'm not opposed to doing both. I'm like it, it ain't my money. Like give them no, all fully no, no. guaranteed. No, no, no. But see, contract. you're logically you're talking to a logical person that can hear what you I just know. said. I know. I'm not opposed to doing I both. Know. All they're going to do is clip the part I know. off, I know. and they, they just, just want to say, "Oh my god, yeah, you're hating on the They want to fight. Um, no, yeah. I, like this dude. Right. Really, to me, it's that you have 
cornerstone pieces on both sides of the football right now. I, I don't know how to put into words how special Roquan Smith is and what he's brought to this football team, so I was hoping that you could do that and the significance of the Ravens having this type of player in their prime and making sure that you keep that to be that centerpiece of your defense moving forward. A high tie raises all ships, and you just see the way – uh, whether it be, you know, when Marcus Williams first got here and, and the way he was picking off passes and you're like, oh, my goodness. OK, we, we finally, you know, he, he's like a, 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 a in between an Ed Reed and an, and an Eric Weddle. Um, then you look at what Eric DaCosta did in getting Roquan and just the, the immediate impact that he made. Uh, he reminds me of. He's he's a, a younger, better version of Daryl Smith, and then time will tell if he can reach the heights of uh, 52. Mm-hmm. Now, the Terrell Suggs thing, boy, Terrell had the sense and the, the flair for the dramatic. That's what I think made Terrell Suggs so, so incredible. Like, he would just... Oh, buddy, the lights are on, yeah. and I need to make a play, and he would make it. And I think that's where you know you're spot on with that. And and I think for you know Roquan, he's in that camp. And I think where Patrick Queen comes in, you know, here's a guy. I I think he he needs he needs to be a dynamic duo type of a player, and it's and it's cool and it's awesome. And I I'm glad that he has a running mate, the level of a Roquan Smith and it all just works. It all comes together. And, 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 uh, you know, I think, um, uh, or coach or on the sideline, you know, you could see where his coaching them up every time the camera goes their way and, and he's like really getting into it. Um, here's a former player who like, you know, he's like drooling <laughs> because he's like, yeah, okay. Now, cause you can really get into the weeds with it and really say, okay, here's what the, the team or the Steelers are doing. Here's what this scenario in this formation and here's what to expect. And, you know, both guys are just locked in. And I think, again, it, it just really just heightens everything around you for the positive. It's it's unbelievable, man. Like, this dude has been as advertised and, and somehow maybe even more, which is incredible considering what the hype was surrounding him. All right, uh, let's remind everybody about uh, missile training. What do people need to know? Yeah, they can go to my website, uh, missiletraining.com, and check it out. And it's pretty cool because it doesn't matter your age. From seven-year-olds all the way up to 84, um, I take on all comers. And if you're a high-level athlete wanting to improve your skills, come check me out. And if you are on Twitter and you uh, want to DM me and get more information, you can do that too. At I am Kadria Smile is the way to do that on Twitter. Of course, the Purple Pregame Show on WJZ as well. Kadri, uh, Merry Christmas to you, to your family. I have no doubt we'll be catching up again in a couple weeks. Always appreciate you, my friend. Thank you for taking the time for us. Absolutely. Appreciate you having me on as always. It's Kadri Smile, Ravens Super Bowl champion, and, of course, now with WJZ. Appreciate him taking the time for us. Today's show is also brought to you by the all-new Ginsu Kamado Grill. It is the perfect ceramic grill for home or for tailgating. For you to grill, bake, smoke, sear, whatever it is that you've got, it makes a tremendous holiday gift. Someone in your life would be far happier with a Ginsu Kamado grill than whatever random-ass shirt you're going to see at the store today and say, ah, I forgot to get Dad a gift. 
No offense. I'm sure he will pretend to love that shirt. I'm sure he'll even go out of his way to try to wear it sometime when you're around to make you believe that you got him a hell of a gift. Trust me when I tell you he'd rather have a Ginsu Kamado grill. And you can save $100 when you use the code TAILGATE at GinsuGrills.com right now when you go and put your order in again. GinsuGrills.com. Use the code TAILGATE and save $100. And while we're at it, since we're trying to help people save, keep in mind, with sports betting still in its infancy, hit that under four total touchdowns and Raven Steelers was... Well, you know, it was a big win for me because I had had some other things that maybe didn't go quite as well. That was a big win. If you are still thinking about signing up, if you maybe sign up in one place, but you wouldn't mind getting some great offers from another place, like, you know, $100 in free bets from Barstool after you place your first $10 bet or up to $1,500 in risk-free bets from Caesars, go right now to pressboxonline.com slash offers and take a look at all of those great offers that are available to you. Free money, free bets, free all great, you know, I think yesterday there was another, somebody else was running like a one plus passing yards thing yesterday that these are the types of things that you will not be able to take advantage of forever in the state of Maryland because, you know, again, they'll just move on to another state where they pass a mobile betting law and they'll they'll forget about us. So take advantage of them now when you have the opportunity. Pressboxonline.com slash offers. Uh, news that was quite bothersome to me yesterday. Um, of course, Army-Navy was Saturday, uh, two overtimes, Army defeats Navy. And then yesterday the news comes out that Navy would not be retaining Kent Niamatololo as their football coach after 15 years. And I think you guys know exactly how I feel about Kent Niamatololo. Um, and I know how our guests that are going to join us this morning feel about the man as well. And I just wanted to take a few minutes to talk about that. Joining us now, former Navy quarterback, a man who I'm still convinced might end up being the president of this country at some point. It's a pleasure to welcome back to the show Mr. Ricky Dobbs, who's with us now here on GCR. Ricky, it's Glenn in Baltimore. It's great to chat with you. It's not so great to chat about this particular subject, but truly appreciate you taking the time for us this morning. Oh, yeah, no problem. Thank you for having me, and it definitely is a bummer. Man. It just hurt my heart yesterday when I got that. I, take me through that, right? Like, I, I guess let me just start. Can you explain to people what Kenya Matalolo means to you and to the entire Navy football brotherhood? Uh, so Coach Nehemiah, <clears throat> he started his tenure with, with guys in my era. He was the offensive line coach uh, back in the Paul Johnson era. And, you know, he uh, was assistant offensive coordinator then and offensive line. And, uh, you know, he he was known to have a quick temper, but he never cussed at you. Uh, but at the same time, the way his temper was, when he get, gets on to you, it feels like he just cursed you out. But all of us love him. It was like uh, when we transitioned from Paul Johnson, who was completely like hard-nosed, yeah. get in your face, don't care about, you know, don't, don't care too much about your feelings at that moment when he says whatever he says. But he loves you, but, you know, you, it's just one of those those things. Where the difference between those two is like night and day. Coach Nehemiah wouldn't cuss at you, Paul Johnson would. And that was kind of like, you know, what we might have needed at that time once we transitioned from Paul when he left. And Coach Nehemiah came in and started out, like, really good and just showing that he cares. And one of the things that, you know, he stood on was 
you know, never cutting corners and making sure that everybody just did the right thing. Because if you do the right thing, then everything kind of falls in place. So <clears throat> he was like a perfect fit in what you would want as a head coach for Navy because it helped helped us shape. Like, you know, when we get out of football, you have some coaches that could come to service academies uh, that, that probably doesn't, that don't care. And they just worry about football and that's it. But Coach Neumann, he cared about us within Bancroft Hall, like all the kids, like within our, our studies, you know, our military training and all that stuff. So he kind of grew on us and helped groom us to be better men on the football field and in the military. And by the way, while doing an awful lot of winning in the process, like it wasn't trading one off for the other. Right. Both of them came at a really high level. Ricky, um, you know, obviously, you know, the last couple of years there weren't quite as many wins, but I, I, I think that the, to a, an outsider, there's, and I got a lot of this yesterday when people saw my reaction, like, well, you can't be all that surprised they've struggled the last couple of years, but we know what was going on, like post pandemic, Navy was playing with a hand to hide behind their back, like they, they, everybody in the, in the country had twenty four, twenty five year olds that they're lining up. Whereas at the Naval Academy, you get four years, that's the end of it. There's no extra year to be had. There's no, hey, come back and try this thing again. Um, does it bother you that someone, that coach was penalized for results at a time? Where, by the way, he did also go turn around and beat UCF a couple weeks ago despite all of this. Like, does it bother you that he was penalized for results at a time where it was extraordinarily difficult for Navy to have the same results as everyone else? Uh, yes, <clears throat> I'm glad you brought that up because that's that's one of those things that a lot of people fail to realize. Um, during the pandemic years, we also wasn't able to get the recruits that we want because the, during the pandemic, it wasn't that, you know, they come up here to see Navy. They don't really get the full experience. Mm -hmm. And then you throw in that extra factor that no matter what, these kids that are seniors, and uh, football season is affected, they still have to graduate yep. and move on. So that is like a critical critical factor that, that plays a, a part that nobody really talks about, and they, they don't give him the benefit of the doubt of. Yes. And despite that, that they were going against him, he still, we put together some good wins, uh, just not enough of them, uh, obviously, but we put together some good wins. He is Ricky Dobbs, former Navy quarterback. He's with us here on GCR. Ricky, um, Kenny Amato, the Lolo, the man, and and admittedly, I am not. You know, I I'm biased. I can't I can't hide from it, right? Like I'm not even going to pretend to. He's one of the most remarkable human beings that I've ever come across in doing this for a living. Can you tell me more about what you what you started to say about who he was as a person? and just how impactful that was and how lucky the Naval Academy and fans of Navy football were to have someone that was such a quality human being over these 15 years. Okay, yes. Uh, so, you know, it's, I, I look at it as like fate. You know, uh, the Naval Academy bring great people together, and Coach Nimont was one of those ones. He was like a hidden gem because he – he was there for a while, even before he got the head coaching job. Um, he served under a couple of head coaches. So he kind of knew what it takes to be at Navy. And then you couple that in the awesome human being that he was. So I'm going to give a funny story. Well, it's not funny, but it's a kind of a near-dear yeah. to my heart story uh, because I believe I'm the only one that he opened this 
this uh, kind of avenue up to. I don't know if he's done it since me, but at least I know I was the first person that, you know, he expressed and opened this up to. Um, because I'm the type of person that I love to explore and uh, learn new things. So when it comes to his religion, because he was Mormon, yeah. he's Mormon. And while I was at the academy, you know, I was doing a paper and just trying to learn a lot about different religions and studying and stuff. And he invited and opened his religion up to me. And I used to go before I would have class on some days. His wife would run a Bible study at their house for all the local Mormon uh, students and stuff. So I would go there and uh, attend those Bible study sessions with some of his kids and the kids in the neighborhood just to kind of learn and just, you know, broaden my horizons, you know, spiritually, mentally, and every facet of my life. And that just kind of speaks to the type of person that he is, you know, where, you know, when you are not the majority as far as a belief system, you know, you tend to kind of close off and just kind of stick to yourself. But <clears throat> as big as heart he has, he just decided to open it up to me and provide me the opportunity to learn some of those things to kind of help me be a better uh, a man spiritually and uh, physically as well. So it's really <clears throat> special. That's really special. I, I definitely love love Coach Nilma and his wife, and uh, just you know the Navy Brotherhood is behind him because so many of the lives that he's impacted. And you know I'm excited to see. It's it's a bummer, but it's also excitement because it's a new chapter to see what he's going to do next um him and a lot of the other coaches um you know i i I hope i hope for the best um for the program but uh i'm definitely going to follow coach nehemiah because we you know we're behind them but you know with the program and the brotherhood you know that's where our institution is and hopefully they bring in hopefully coach newberry or somebody else they bring in whoever it is uh could adapt to the culture and be Half of the man that Coach Nehemiah was. It's it's that's a it's a high bar, even being half of that man. And I and I appreciate you said. I know a lot of people are around behind Coach Newberry, and wanting to see him move on and take the role moving forward. And so we will see how that plays out. Um, Ricky Dobbs, I know it's uh it's unfortunate, and I wish this wasn't the case. But I really appreciate you opening up and sharing about the man that Ken Nehemiah is, and letting people in on that, and uh, how he was able to have such success with you guys and. Uh, hopefully there will be, as to your point, whoever it is, I hope there's another great era of Navy football, but it's going to be hard to live up to this standard uh, that you guys set over the course of these 15 years, man. Ricky, truly appreciate you hopping on with us for a couple of minutes this morning. Thanks so much for taking the time for us. All right. Thank you. God bless. It's Ricky Dobbs, former Navy quarterback, joining us here on GCR. And we're going to do a little bit more of that. Uh, Keenan Reynolds, of course, uh, once finished fifth in Heisman Trophy voting going to join us here in a couple minutes as well and we'll get his thoughts it's, um I, you know look i'm, I'm going to end up writing about it for press Box's next print issue of course these are the final days for you to get this print issue with kevin willard on the cover by the way bummer yesterday for maryland basketball man god spirited comeback god just make a couple of threes make a couple of threes or even if jameer young hits that floater late in the game damn damn Damn. But uh, last couple days to get that one. And then in the next print issue, which is our best of 22 issue, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to use that space to kind of share my thoughts about Kenny and Matalolo. Um, I'm not, I'm not going to pretend to be unbiased. I'm not. I think you guys know that from listening to the show and all of the many conversations we've had with Kenny and Matalolo over the years. 
He's one of the most impactful humans I've ever come across in what it is that I do for a living. He is amazing. And I get it. It's lazy throwing out the, well, yeah, but, you know, they haven't won quite the same way the last couple of years. If you don't understand what's happened in comparison, I get it. I get it. And I wrote a column about that a couple weeks ago after the Notre Dame game. I said it's easy to not understand what's going on because why would you be paying that close of attention? All you look at is the results. So it's easy to miss that they're literally playing with a hand tied behind their back. Well, everybody else in the country has fifth, sixth, seventh year guys. Stetson Bennett is like 40 years old. (laughs) He's older than some starting quarterbacks in the NFL. He's definitely older than some starting quarterbacks in the NFL. He's older than a number of starting quarterbacks in the NFL. He might still be older than Joe Burrow. I I mean, Lamar Jackson is what I meant to say, because Lamar Jackson was always younger than Joe Burrow was the bit, like... Stetson Banner might be older than Lamar Jackson still. I don't have to think about that for a second. He, no, he's not. But it's close. It's close, very. It's close. <sighs> they don't do that at the Naval Academy. Even when they lined up to play Delaware this year, you could see it was it was men on another side in a Delaware game. <sighs> it's infuriating. You know, a crapshoot game on Saturday. I... I hope the best for the Naval Academy. I am extraordinarily appreciative of Kenny Amanalolo. We'll talk more about it with Keenan Reynolds here in a minute. Hour number one of today's show is in the books. <sighs> Stan the Fan, later on today, uh, he and Ross Grimsley are going to catch up with Rich Dubroff, BaltimoreBaseball.com, recap the winter meetings, which did not prove to be very fruitful for the Baltimore Orioles. What could still be done? What could still happen? They'll talk about all of that a little bit later on today. Facebook.com slash PressBoxSports is where you'll be able to see it. If you miss it live, you can watch it. YouTube.com slash PressBoxOnline or PressBoxOnline.com slash video. A little bit more about Kenny Amatololo with uh, Keenan Reynolds next. It's Glenn Clark Radio. Join the Maryland Jockey Club at Laurel Park for Christmas Tide Stakes Day on Monday, December 26th. An exciting day of live horse racing awaits you with a whopping six stakes races worth $600,000 in prize money. Plus, enjoy a specially curated stakes buffet, a delicious hot chocolate bar, and hot cider cocktails. It may be cold, but Laurel Park has plenty of horse racing excitement, food, and beverages to keep you warm. Don't miss Christmas Tide Stakes Day at Laurel Park. Visit laurelpark.com for more info. Come experience Maryland's number one sportsbook this NFL season at the FanDuel Sportsbook at Live Casino and Hotel, the ultimate place for any sports enthusiast. Take advantage of our 24-7 kiosks, massive video screens, and watch all the action from the best seat in the house. With more money paid out than anyone around, make every moment more at the new FanDuel Sportsbook at Live Casino and Hotel in Hanover, Maryland. Please play responsibly. Gambling problem? Please call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit mdgamblinghelp.org. The weather outside is really unpleasant, so it's time to warm up with some comfort classics this winter at your neighborhood Glory Days Grill. Try the twisted ribs and wings combo. It's two full pounds of meat, the mac and cheese bites, Mr. Richard's meatloaf, the citrus salmon, the winter spinach salad, and for dessert, here's internet radio personality Griffin Bass to tell you about the bourbon butter cake. Oh my god, it's so good. Pair it with a blood orange bourbon cider or a devil's backbone cranberry smash. Place your order now at glorydaysgrill.com glorydaysgrill Great food, good sports. That first sip. That first bite. 
Start your day off right with a delicious breakfast at Royal Farms. Choose from a fantastic selection of fresh Royal Farms breakfast sandwiches and top it off with a rich hot cup of the freshest coffee in the world. At Royal Farms, breakfast is available day and night. It's the freshest breakfast in the world. Real fresh, real fast. Royal Farms. Stan the Fan here, welcoming back one of my favorite sponsors, the Costas Inn. And everybody around Baltimore knows the Costas Inn is a great place to go and grab crabs, steaks, salads, soups, whatever's on your mind to eat in person. But did you know that the Costas Inn has upped their game? They are now one of the premier takeout places in Baltimore. Give them a call now to order your food, 410-477-1975. That's the Costas Inn, over 4100 North Point Boulevard. Looking for a simple holiday meal? Try Chick-fil-A Catering. From Chick-fil-A nuggets to mac and cheese, enjoy a variety of tray options sized perfectly for your get-together. Order through the Chick-fil-A app and bring smiles to your family gathering. Availability and order requirements vary. See restaurant for details. Tune in to Simply the Bets every Tuesday and weekend at Bookies every other Thursday at 11.40 a.m. And if you really have nothing better to do, Keep listening to this show, too. All right. I want to talk about two things really quickly. One, because um, Carson Weekly just reminded me about it. Grab the calendar real quick, if you don't mind. The uh, Boys of Hamden calendar is available right now. Boys of Hamden. No, do not show the picture. They have to purchase that. But hold, hold the front of the, can- oh. the calendar up to the camera, if you don't mind. That's what you don't get to see the sexy picture of myself and Stan the Fan Charles unless you purchase You got to pay for that. The calendar. Yes. There's no teasers around here. Um <laughs> boysofhamden.com all the proceeds go to the Hamden Family Center um, it's a lot of fun there's a few guys in there by the way that I don't think should be in there they're way too good looking to be in that calendar then there's guys like me and guys like Stan so it's a lot of fun uh, the Boys of Hamden calendar again boysofhamden.com to order yours today and please do that because the proceeds benefit the Hamden Family Center and with that in mind we are still trying to lift up the Helping Up mission as well and we still have a lot of you that signed up for the Bull Pick'em that haven't gotten in yet, I would really appreciate if you did that so that I could have a reflection of how many people. I haven't done a great job of keeping track of it. But the point is, I know we still have room uh, in our college football Bull Pick'em contest. It's a charity 50-50 contest. 50% of the uh, pot will go to the winner. The other 50% goes to the Helping Up mission. So it's very simple. It's very easy. By the way, I've also had people tell me, well, it's really hard to pick college football Bull. That's the point. I get it. A lot of players aren't participating in the bowl games. I understand that. It's harder to figure out who's going to win. The point is that nobody has an advantage. You don't have to know anything about college football, and you can participate in our bowl pick'em contest. $20 to get in, and again, 50-50. Winner gets 50%. Helping Up Mission gets 50%. It's an awesome way to lift up the Helping Up Mission and maybe win some money in the process. All you got to do, Venmo the $20 at uh, Glenn-Clark. Or PayPal Glenn Clark 180 Cash App Glenn Clark Radio. Get in twenty bucks and we will get you into our bowl pick'em contest. And the games start on Friday, so we got four days to to fill this thing up and raise as much money as we can for the helping up mission. Cool, cool. Let's continue to discuss um, what I'm uh, not a fan of, which is Navy football moving on from Kenny Amatololo. Of course, our next guest. 
finished fifth in Heisman voting just a few years ago, was one of the great players in the history of the Naval Academy, also was a Baltimore Raven for a bit. It's always a pleasure to welcome back to the program Mr. Keenan Reynolds, who's with us now here on GCR. Keenan, it's Glenn in Baltimore. It's always good to talk to you. I wish this wasn't what we were talking about, but really appreciate you taking the time for us this morning. Hey, Keenan, I apologize. We just got to fix that. We got a little bit of a issue with the phone. We'll get that fixed, and we'll get right back to Keenan Reynolds here on GCR. Of course, uh, former Navy quarterback checking in with us after Navy announces they're moving on from Ken Niamatololo. Keenan, I apologize for that, man. It's great to hear from you. Thank you for taking a couple of minutes this morning. No problem. Can you guys hear me good? Yep, we got you good, man. Um, can you just, just take me through your emotions? You get this news yesterday. What What runs through your mind? Yeah, I actually uh, woke up from a nap, and I had, you know, several messages on my phone, this call, uh, kind of laying out the news, and I was a bit shocked. Um, you know, I think that it's just a sad weekend for the entire Navy football brotherhood, um, just obviously with the way the game went, how we lost, and then the follow-up the next day with, with, with Coach Niamat, um being let go, you know, I think uh, anybody who's been on social media has seen the outpouring of support from other coaches, from former players, current players. I mean, it's just been incredible to see. I think it just shows the type of man that, you know, a lot of people uh, felt Coach Nehemiah was and, and who he was. Um, you know, for me personally, he gave me my shot, you know, in the biggest game of the year against Air Force. I mean, he, he definitely could have decided to go with what was – what he was more comfortable, um, but he decided to put a freshman uh, out there on the road in the fourth quarter down, you know, and that's the ultimate phase that somebody can put into, you You know what I mean? And uh, forever grateful for that opportunity. And, you know, obviously the things that we were able to accomplish as a team over the, over my career, um, the men he's mentored, you know, obviously the things that he taught went beyond football. It wasn't just how to play better on the field. It was how to be a better officer, how to be a better man, husband, father, mm-hmm. You know, he exemplified all of those things. So, um, very sad day. Um, but, you know, I think everybody also understands that, you know, college football is a business and sometimes it's a vicious business. And, uh, you know, I definitely have uh, some not-so-pleasant experience with the business of football, so I understand mm-hmm. what, it, what it's like. And um, I would say that, you know, to the fans that may have been, like, wanting this to happen or, people who may have, you know, negative things to say about how, you know, the offense may or may not have looked over the last few years. I just want to remind folks, and I, I talked about this on, on, uh, on our podcast, was just like, you know, this is a human on the other side of this, right, the, that has people depending on him, that has, um, you know, bills to pay, people to support. And I, I, I liken it to somebody coming to your job and saying, well, you know, you, you didn't do so hot on your quarterly report, so I think we're going to let you go, you know, and us celebrating that and, and, and calling for that for that action. So I try to remind people that, you know, despite what we want to see on the field, how competitive we are, how we want to win, um, I think it's important to know that there are humans on the other side of this. And these things, relationships were built, you know, 25 years at Naval Academy is a long, long time. Seen a lot of different things and has and, and become kind of some, uh, synonymous with Navy football. So um, it's a tough day. Um, but, you know, unfortunately, it's just part of the game that we, we love and we play. Uh, you bring up the Believe in Navy podcast that you and Eric do with Bill Wagner from the Capitol. And, you know, Keenan, I'm sure you guys have talked a lot about this, which is, uh, yes, there have been people that have pointed out, hey, you know, it's it hasn't been quite as overwhelming the last couple of years. But I think you know and can explain to people better than I can 
the difficulty and how much maybe Navy, unlike almost anybody in the country, including like Air Force, where they kind of bent the rules in order to allow for there to be fifth-year players, where Navy was truly hamstrung in what they had to do post-pandemic. Players can't stick around past four years. You're going up against fifth, sixth, seventh-year guys, and it's a serious disadvantage that they were at the last couple of seasons. No doubt. You know, we've had really, really tough schedules the last couple of years, the toughest, you know, in the country. And, you know, you brought up a great point about the, the seniors. You know, our senior class was gutted by the pandemic, and we only had four starters on, on both sides of the ball total. So, uh, you know, a lot of things contributed to, you know, some of the results over the last couple of years used. But I think that was that coming next year, you know, you have an easier conference schedule. You're going to get more experienced guys. I mean, a lot of guys, I, I was on the sideline before the game, and I was talking to uh, director recruiting Marcus Thomas, and he was just telling me about different guys and, I'm like, what is he a senior? Or is he a junior? He's like, no, he's a sophomore. You know what I'm saying? So like, there's a lot of guys that started that were that are underclassmen, haven't even signed a two for seven yet. So I think that this team over the next couple of years is going to take off. Um, they have, I think, they have a great foundation in place. But you know, at the end of the day, we can we can come up with a million reasons. But you know, like I said, with this game and with this business, nobody really wants to hear the excuses. They just kind of want it, want you to do it despite us. And and I know Coach Nehemiah knows that, and uh, and everybody that's that's in that program understands that. So uh, it's unfortunate, and it's not fun. But you know we got to find a way to win, regardless of of the different pieces of adversity or hurdles that are put, uh, put in front of us as a program. Keenan Reynolds is with us here in GCR. I apologize. That was the old name of the podcast. It's the Navy Football Podcast now. I'm so sorry, Keenan. I want to make sure I get that right. The, the Navy Football Podcast. Um, Keenan, what you alluded to a minute ago about Coach Ken, and I, you know, I don't, I don't pretend to be unbiased about this. He's one of the most remarkable men I've ever dealt with in in what I do, and and I've been doing this for a long time. Um, how do you explain someone who was so successful as a coach, but yet also such a quality human being? It feels like, unfortunately, in this business, oftentimes you kind of either get one or the other, right? Like you don't, you don't typically get someone who checks so many boxes, how was Coach able to be so successful and yet still be the type of human being and the leader of men that everyone that played for this man has described him to be? You know, I think a big part of that is his faith. I mean, he is so rooted in, in his faith and, and who he and, and what he believes, and I think that kind of drives the way that he interacts with people. I think he truly cares about the people that, that play for him. Um, which is something that you really can't say too much of uh, in today's landscape of college football, to have a coach who cares beyond the wins and losses uh, and that has been battle-tested through adversity, the ups and downs. You know, he was at Navy before we got, you know, before we were good, even before we had a, a, a unprecedented run of success. So he's seen the good and he's seen the bad, and he understands what it takes to win. He also understands the type of people um, that you need to have to win, and, and he's fostered that culture for, for so many years, and, you know, I think all those things kind of combined allowed him to be who, who we see him as today. How much did he impact you as a man beyond, you know, you talk about him giving you the chance. That that decision paid off pretty well for him, by the way, Keenan. Like, it worked out at a pretty historic level, letting you be the quarterback of this football team. But how did he impact you as a man, you know, going from where you were as a teenager to who you've become as a person? Yeah, I mean, the lessons that I was taught, you know, all throughout my career um, by being a member of the team have stuck with me in, in daily work life. When I went to the next level and played, 
um, as a father now and a husband now. So you you watch a guy live out what he preaches by example. You know, he's he's in the office at 5 a.m., 4 a.m. He's working harder than everybody. He's he's walking what he talks. And, you know, you can come up in front of a team of, of, of men, young men, and, and say a whole bunch of things and come up with all kinds of, uh, you know, uh, pump-up speeches and, get guys hyped, but then you go off and, and, and conduct yourself in a different manner, you lose respect and credibility pretty quickly. Sure. Um, but I think like with him, we'll say that everything that he preached, he practiced, everything that he harped on, he, he, he lived himself, and you can't do anything but respect that. You can't do anything but want to be a part of that. Like No matter how, how much he may have jumped you for not having the ball high and tight, every time you saw football in his hand, it was high and tight. Hmm. You know what I'm saying? And then you see guys throughout the years who followed that ethos have success and you're like okay the coach is preaching it he's doing it and he's not even a player and then everybody that came before me that did it was, was successful let me jump on board like those types of things i think are, are what make leaders people that you truly care about your the people that you're leading and then you practice what you preach ah, it's powerful man that's really powerful um if you got a call today from you know whoever it was chet i mean anybody at the academy and said Hey, Keenan, we just want to know what you think. You know, we're in the situation that we're in right now. What would you tell them about, you know, whether it's, you know, Coach Newberry, whether it's a person specifically that you think should be the next guy or just something that you think would be a priority, what you would want to see in the next Navy football coach? Yeah, I think uh, I would just say the the blueprint is there. Uh, you, you know what it takes, what, what type of person you need to have to, to win. I, I met Coach Newberry on a few, on, on, on several occasions, really, and I think he, he certainly embodies that. I think he has the respect of all the entire staff, and you've seen what he's done on the field, um, and the way he's carried himself, he kind of speaks for himself. So I think if if, if he's the guy that, that takes the job going next, I think we're in good hands. And I'm excited, you know, despite the, the sadness of seeing Coach go, I'm excited to see what, uh, what's next for Navy football. I think that, you know, you have you have all the pieces you need on the staff. Um, you know, I, I definitely do have like a couple of things that, that I'd like to see, but those I'm, I'll keep that, you know, between me and others. But nonetheless, I think the pieces that are on the staff uh, to be have a successful um, program going forward, it's just a matter of execution at this point, and I think we have the, the folks there that can do that. All right, now here's the most important question I have for you this morning, Keenan Reynolds. Uh, Lamar's hurt, and Tyler Huntley ended up in uh, concussion protocol yesterday. The Ravens have to play in Cleveland in six days. If they gave you a phone call, would you have? Could you could you go back to quarterback? Would you have a few snaps in you if it was necessary come Saturday? <laughs> Listen, man, I've I retired. Ah. I got I got a real. Ah. I support my. I'm, you know, I'm I'm happy where I'm at. All right, all right. I guess I guess we will accept that, man, because uh, <laughs> we're a little bit nervous about that situation in a big game. Um, Keenan, I mentioned the podcast. Is there anything else that we can plug for you? Social media, where can people be giving you a follow? Uh, yeah, you can follow me on Twitter, K Reynolds underscore nineteen. I don't tweet. A t- I don't tweet a ton, but um, you know, that's that's where I'm at really on socials and in the podcast. Obviously, the Navy Football Podcast. Um, this uh, kind of a subsidiary under Sing Second Sports. You can kind of listen to our entire coverage of the the whole year. Me, Eric, and Bill's analysis of of games win win or loss, um, which I like to think is rather critical when we lose, and and rightfully praise you know rightfully uh, giving praise when we win. So 
check that out on, on anywhere that you obtain your, your podcast. Cannon Reynolds, it's always a joy, man. It was such a joy to watch you play, and uh, it's a great to see the way that you have moved into this next phase of your life and the transition that you've made. Appreciate you taking the time for us, man. Looking forward to chatting with you again down the road. Thank you so much. Thanks, man. It's Cannon Reynolds joining us here on GCR, man. That dude was special. Like, all kinds of special to watch that guy play during his career. All right, apologies if we chase some of you guys off because you just don't care. It's what it is. It's my show. You know, do do Steve Johnson radio. Actually, people would listen to that because it would be former Orioles pitcher Steve Johnson. So do whatever the hell your name is radio. Do uh, Joe Joseph radio and talk about whatever you want to talk about over there. I, it's just not going to bother me any longer. I'm over that. I'm going to do what I want to do. And I want to talk about the greatness of Kenny Matalolo because we were extraordinarily fortunate in this region to have this man spend 15 years um, guiding a uh, football program. So that's selfish. Selfish, I don't give a rat's ass. That's how I feel about it. All right? Cool. Now, uh, let's do our picks recap here, and then we'll do Pats before the show wraps up. Uh, really thought that I could just cruise to a 5-4. and four. Really thought that would be the case. Um Picks Recap is brought to you this week by, ooh, how about it's brought to you by Glory Days Grill. We were just talking about uh, what we're doing for Helping Up Mission next Monday night, the 19th. Drew Forrester and I will be over at Glory Days Grill in Towson from 6 to 8 p.m. Just hanging out. That's all it is. It's just an informal hangout night all throughout the year. Dude, we should get together. We should have a This is the night. I'm available this night. There's no show. There's no anything. It's just hanging out you want me to tell stories i'll tell you some stories you want to hear the things we can't talk about we tend to do that on that particular night you want to know whether or not we know who merton in indianapolis is i'll tell you now we don't but we'll explain more that we don't on monday night that's not a bit we have i have no clue although i think i might i think i might have an idea of who it was over the years i feel like someone revealed themselves to me to be merton in indianapolis years later accidentally but we can talk about that more on monday night 6 to 8 p.m glory days grill in towson next monday come hang out with us and all we're asking you to do is bring out some toiletries some uh you know toothbrushes toothpaste soap deodorant things like that uh or um unopened packs of underwear just run to your local store while you're out doing your holiday shopping this week and grab a pack of fruit of the looms grab a pack of hanes grab a pack of anything you can that would help out some folks who have nothing that are at that place in their life where they need to be at the Helping Up mission. So that's what we need. Um, we thank you for all the support that you've given us, and this is a little bit different than we've ever done before, but we're asking you next Monday night, please stop by Glory Days Grill in Towson with those things. And while you're there, try the Twisted Ribs and Wings combo on the Comfort Classics menu, or as Griffin calls it, the Meat Tornado. Yeah. The winter spinach salad, the citrus salmon, the mac and cheese bites, the bourbon butter cake. Oh my god! Oh my god! It's so good. You're doing. You do a Griffin impression. I love this. No, I, that was just my first impression. Oh, you like do my first reaction. Wait to a that. second. Was, that just sounds delicious. Do you not listen to the show? I do sometimes, but I have class usually. Like, oh, for God's sake! Because I got work for, in the afternoon, so I got to do my classes in the morning. So you're okay. so you don't. You're not aware that Griffin's catchphrase. Do it again, Griffin. Oh, my God. It's so good. Uh, I've only heard it, like, maybe one time. Oh I didn't know that was, like, your calling card. LoriDaysGrill.com <laughs> is the website. Get your order and enjoy the delicious Comfort Classic menu right now at Glory Days Grill. All right. Uh, yeah. Army-Navy was the first game this week. I, 
look, I'm I'm disappointed with the result. If a decision was made based on the result of this game, that's insane because this was an utter crapshoot. Anton Hall with just uh, – you feel wretched for that young man and him collapsing on the sideline after Army made the game-winning field goal. It was just – God, it was gut-wrenching to watch that. Um you know, about what you would expect from an Army-Navy game, and all of us that were in on the under were feeling great about it. But the moment the game went to overtime, I swear to God, I I tweeted, I tweeted, I said, y'all better be prepared. You know how this goes. This is the betting gods getting involved now. It was a comfortable under, right up until two teams that had combined to score one total offensive touchdown proceeded to score two touchdowns in overtime. And wreck the under. I can't believe in 123 it. years they've never gone to overtime. Well, remember, college football didn't have overtime for the oh, overwhelming majority okay. of that. This is the problem with. Still, somebody else said this to me stat, on Saturday. Six I'm like, stat, not as much as you think. I mean, when did overtime? Only, when did overtime? I don't remember. Still. Look that up. Look that. Up. Get an answer on that, Carson. All that's right. that's the, your job to do these types of things. I need an answer on what year they started doing overtime in college football. It's modern. It's within the last. 30 to 35 years that it happened. So it's really the last time. It's the first time in 30 to 35 years there's been overtime in an Army-Navy game. 1996 was the first time. Yes, correct. So not even even 30 years. It's the first time in 26 years that there was overtime in an Army-Navy game. It's not... Somebody else was reacting. We were, I was watching the game with my family because it was family cookie baking day. And one of my cousins was like, really? It's never happened before? I'm like... That's what I said. (laughs) Did you make a special cookie, Glenn? Uh, like with weed? No, 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 no. Like, did you make like your own cookie? Oh, I do. I'm in sh- my my responsibility for family cookie baking dig is to uh, dip things in chocolate. Okay, I melt the chocolate and then I take like raisins and peanuts and Rice Krispies and what else did we do this year? We did uh, gummy bears this year and I dip them in chocolate. There's That's some great. cookies out there if you boys would like. I brought some in for the office, so you guys. That can sounds enjoy. great. I don't eat cookies, so enjoy. Uh, anyway, the moral of the story is that only Andrew Steck and Ken Zalas were on Army. No one was on the Rams on Thursday night. We all missed that one. Understandably so. Yeah. Who knew? And by the way, as long as the dude just doesn't jump off sides, it's a whole different thing. Uh, everybody was on Cincinnati except for Kyle Ottenheimer, who, as I said, has this thing about Cleveland. Uh, they win 23-10 over the Browns yesterday, so they cover. He, he, he was the idiot that said, they're going to win six games next year, and they won zero. <laughs> zero. And proclaimed it. I think he got a face tattoo of it. it was wow. very dumb. I haven't seen Connell. Uh, spectacular cover for the Jets yesterday. Ah, great. Just great Go stuff. Flacco. God, dramatic Ridiculous. Late goal. Ridiculous, really. Dramatic to pull it to 20-12. to 12. That, that is the good stuff. Uh, Griffin, Paul Valley, and Ken Zalas were on Buffalo, so they missed. So you had to be feeling pretty one. good. You were like, oh, "Oh, no!" I never felt good. <laughs> I never felt good all weekend. Uh, the the the, the one p.m. Kirk Cousins thing fails me. The Lions are very much the real deal. There's no getting around that. I don't know that they can win the NFC, but I, look at the teams they're competing with to get into the playoffs, and tell me which one of them you think they can't get past at this point. Like, tell me who the team is that's going to stand in their way. I mean the. The Cowboys are the four, the five seed right yeah, now. The There's two other the spots. You think you feel good about the Seahawks at the moment? Yeah. You feel good about yeah. the Giants? You feel really all that good about the command? I mean, you feel better about the Commanders than you do some of the other teams in this conversation. It is a crap group of playoff candidates. In the, I mean, it is brutal in the NFC. The Lions are making the playoffs. I would love point. to see them get a shot. 
Just let's just see what happens. It doesn't do anything. I, like I feel nothing towards the line. I didn't watch Hard Knocks, so I don't really care. But I like, like Dan Campbell a lot. Everybody so. does. Everybody likes Dan Campbell. Yeah, I'm, I'm in the Hard major Knocks. majority there. I understand. I do like him. Uh, only Griffin and Andrew Stetka picked against right. one p.m. You know you got others wrong, right? We'll get to that in a second. <laughs> no one had yeah, the top line. I understand. So. No, Andrew Stetka also had. Well, the yeah, lines. but he. he He's, what? He's, he's he's the bottom. He's irrelevant. Right, settle just... down. Settle down over there. <laughs> settle down. We will we will get to big it. lines win. By the way, it was uh it was a bad week for your boy. We'll talk yeah, about it, it in a second. Um, <laughs> Philadelphia crushes the Giants. They absolutely look the part after that kind of wonky couple of weeks where they lose to the Commanders and barely beat the Colts. They have righted the ship big time. They crushed the Giants forty eight twenty two. All of us were on the Eagles, so that was not all that relevant. Um, those of you that picked the Buccaneers just missed. <laughs> just missed. So close. 35-7. to seven. Brock Purdy is maybe going to be my fantasy football quarterback next week. Man. It is. What a time we are, we are. We are living in a strange world. Brock Purdy is a rock star. 35-7. to seven. The 49ers crush the Buccaneers. Um, only Paul Valley, Andrew Stecka, and Kyle were on the Buccaneers in that one, and those are the wrong people for me to have on the Buccaneers. I needed the people I was competing <laughs> against to be on the Buccaneers. Did not work out for me. We were all on the Dolphins last night, and we were all wrong. The Justin Herbert slander this season. like the, Social I, media quarterback. I, I mean, that's the dumbest thing. By the <laughs> way, that guy, was it Manuel Acho? Is no, that the one? That, that guy... He's just trying to be Skip Bayless. Like, he's desperately thought that his life should be, I want to be Skip Bayless. That's a different thing. It's the it, it's beyond that. It's the people that just didn't want to, wanted to pretend like he didn't play without any wide receivers or any ribs for much of the season. Justin Herbert is amazing. He's, he's spectacular. That was a nice reminder of that last night. Should the Dolphins be concerned? I don't know what to make of that part of the conversation. Like, they still have Jalen Waddell and Tyreek Hill, and so I think they're still going to be okay. Tyreek Hill's dealing with a bit of an ankle thing last night. Despite that, you know, ends up that bizarre, you know, scramble after the picking up the loose ball and running for a touchdown. I don't know. I don't know what to make of any of it. But it's been a rough couple of weeks for the Dolphins. It's yeah, the I, only think, thing. I think tight end Mike Kosicki's kind of disappeared too, which I think going into the season, people had talked about him being a little bit of an X factor for them, and he really has not had any sort of an impact, especially in the last – four or five weeks. Yeah, yeah, that's true. Then you get Waddle back involved, too, for the sake of my fantasy team. Ah, that's very <laughs> important. That's the most well. important thing. And the hell with trying to win football games. Think yeah. about Griffin. Uh, and I was the only one on <laughs> Pittsburgh. Now, as two twofold there. One, definitely would have been nice to know that Mitchell Trubisky was playing. Would have preferred to have known well, that. Would have helped a lot. Two, I did say to Griffin, if yes, I had known with did. confidence yeah. that Ronnie Stanley was going to be playing, which, again, 24 hours later, we knew with confidence, I would have picked the Reds. That's not me saying that today. Griffin can tell you that at the end of the show on Friday, when we saw the when we he got did, the injury report, this, yeah. I said, I'm telling you, if I would have known that Ronnie Stanley was playing, I would have picked the Ravens. And you said, you said, I think, I feel like that's going to come back to bite me. I 100% said that was yes. going to come back. That is, that, is a str- that is a straight shoot. <laughs> that is not a me trying to... Rewrite history because of the result of the game. If I had known Ronnie Stanley was playing with confidence, I would have taken the Ravens in this game. So that was a bit bitter, but it wasn't. I didn't bet any American dollars on it. Yes. The only thing I bet American dollars on was under four total touchdowns in the game, and that was a big 
winner. Big, big winner. I, oh, bet I, some, I bet some American dollars as well on the game. I, I guess my score first went out right then came back yesterday, too. Oh, yeah. Did, yeah. You, did you play I that? Didn't play no, that. Didn't play it. Didn't play it. No. But uh, under four total touchdowns was big. And by the way, it was an even more fun win because when they scored those back-to-back touchdowns in the second quarter, I started to panic about that one. <laughs> so then it felt like I had won twice, right? Like, as I felt it was like it was, it was a winning bet to begin with. And then I thought I had lost it after those two touchdowns. And then, like, in the fourth quarter when I realized, like, like ah, three. I'm good. <laughs> I got this. It felt like I had won the bet twice. Bad news is I didn't win our side bet because I went four and five this week. Tasty, wow. tasty, tasty wow. tapeworm. Casey went five and four, and Griffin also went five and four. So this Thursday, I've got a pair of side bets to pay off. <laughs> I have uh, the uh, the speedo and the right. uh, bodysuit both arrived, so I will be wearing the Jaguars mascot. I mean, it's not really the Jaguars mascot <laughs> outfit. Like, I couldn't, I couldn't get all of that. But I'll be wearing part of it on Thursday, and I will be doing a tapeworm shot of vodka and mayonnaise, and I want and Tabasco and sauce, 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 and I and black pepper. I want to die. Do you need me to bring vodka in, or do you have vodka? In? Uh, I have, I, I have some. Right. Do you care? Do you want like a premium? I do not. I mean, you if care? you've got Tito's, I would certainly prefer Tito's. Okay. I promise you that. Like, okay. it, I mean, but I don't think any vodka is going to fit. I think if you had five dollar Russian potato vodka, it would. Be I do have the that. Same. Which I is, bet you do. So bet you do. Don't want that. So we will do that on Thursday. On Thursday, we will do um, uh, a fun little. Uh, make sure that if K if KZ can come in on Thursday, we'll okay. do it Thursday. If not, maybe we do. You're just trying to put this off. Huh? No, because we can do hot take. We can do because I got to do it for hot takes too. Remember, no, right. I lost that as well. But we can we can tape that on Thursday. We can do it on Thursday okay. as well. All right. Damn it. Damn it. Damn it. Damn it. Not my day. Not my month. Frankly, uh, where we are for the week. Uh, there was a there was a six and three in there, and it belonged to Andrew Stetka. How about wow. that? It wow. was actually a good thing to be on Stetka's side this week. Few five and fours mixed in. Griffin at a five and four. KZ at a five and four. John Proctor, unfortunately for me, also had a five and four. The bad weeks sadly don't impact me at all. Kyle Ottenheimer, Paul Valley both went three and six. So where we are now for the year, John Proctor, three games under five hundred, but comfortably in first place. Well, so depressing. <laughs> so depressing. Uh, myself and Griffin are now tied two games back, along uh, with KZ. Along with KZ yeah. Yes. Kyle's three games back. Paul is four games back, but he's now only – he's almost yeah. as close to the bottom. He's almost as close to the worm as he is to the top of the table. Reminder, uh, winner gets a little bit of cash. Loser has got to come in here dressed as the worm Dennis Rodman, performing Scotty Two Hotties worm, getting stink-faced uh, by, like, Rikishi style, and also has to consume a worm burger. God. So, uh Stecka's got some life. Yeah, he is. Uh, he he's. He's not. He's not dead yet in this competition, as he is now only five games back of Paul Valley. All right, we'll get to Pats a little bit later on. When we come back in. Jeremy Kahn, 105.7 The Fan, will join us. That's next. It's Glenn Clark Radio. Gambling can be a fun and entertaining experience, but there are risks involved. If you're planning on betting on the game at the casino or on your phone or computer, know your limit, stay within it. Set a budget and a time to stop. Remember, gambling isn't a financial solution and it doesn't mix well with alcohol or drugs. Know the risks and have a plan before you begin gambling. For free and confidential services, call 1-800-GAMBLER 24-7 or go to helpmygamblingproblem.org. That first sip. 
At first bite, mm. start your day off right with a delicious breakfast at Royal Farms. Choose from a fantastic selection of fresh Royal Farms breakfast sandwiches and top it off with a rich hot cup of the freshest coffee in the world. At Royal Farms, breakfast is available day and night. It's the freshest breakfast in the world. Real fresh, real fast, Royal Farms. What's up, everyone? This is Tyus Bowser, and I'm excited to tell you that I'm back with season two of the Tyus Bowser Show in partnership with Pressbox and Great Ace Memorabilia. Join us on Tuesday nights throughout the season as I'll be heading all over town with my special guests. And of course, our co-hosts, Glenn and Rita. What is it, Rita and Glenn? What is it? I look forward to meeting you guys and talking a little bit about football and a lot about life. And if you happen to miss the show, you can now catch a replay Friday nights on 1057 The Fan. Get all of your details for the Tyus Bowser Show right now at Pressbox online.com slash bowser the next highest bowser show is tuesday december 13th at the hamilton sports bar and grill 5506 harford road it's brought to you by maryland vascular specialists and the all-new ginsu kamado grill Sports betting has come to Maryland, and we're ready to help you win some money. Tune in for Simply the Bets every Tuesday morning at 1140. Fendel Sportsbook GM Leon Twyman and VEASAN's Aaron Oster join the guys every week to give you all of the info you need and offer you a few winners. And every other Thursday at 1140, tune in for Weekend at Bookies as Andrew Stecka and Alloy Sports Brad Cronthal help make you some money for the weekend. So come win some money with us on Simply the Bets every Tuesday and Weekend at Bookies every other Thursday. Brought to you by the FanDuel Sportsbook at Live Casino and Hotel Maryland. Listen at PressBoxOnline.com slash radio. Watch at YouTube.com slash PressBoxOnline. The weather outside is really unpleasant, so it's time to warm up with some comfort classics this winter at your neighborhood Glory Days Grill. Try the twisted ribs and wings combo. It's two full pounds of meat, the mac and cheese bites, Mr. Richard's meatloaf, the citrus salmon, the winter spinach salad, and for dessert, here's internet radio personality Griffin Bass to tell you about the bourbon butter cake. Oh my god, it's so good. Pair it with a blood orange bourbon cider or a devil's backbone cranberry smash. Place your order now at glorydaysgrill.com glorydaysgrill Great food, good sports. Check out Jeremy Kahn's daily picks at PressBoxOnline.com as he tries to find you daily winners. And speaking of winners, here's a man who once won a media curling contest. And I don't think anything else. He's Glenn Clark. All right, back in here on GCR as we continue on a Monday edition of the program after a Ravens win. Don't forget, offers still available right now. Pressboxonline.com slash offers. Like $200 in free bets from DraftKings after you place your first $5 bet or $1,000 in risk-free bets from BetMGM. Time is limited to get the best offers from all of the sports books. Go to Pressboxonline.com slash offers and sign up today. It is a Monday, so that means we chat with our buddy Jeremy Kahn, 105.7 The Fan, The Big Bad Morning Show, and, of course, his picks Every day at PressBoxOnline.com. What's going on, buddy? How are you? What's up, man? Things are good. It was a good day yesterday. Uh, almost swept my top plays if it weren't for the Bills, giving up a block punt in the end zone. Of course, of course you know why that um, is. 
you know who you can thank for that. Did you bet the Bills? No, I, no, I just I just decided not to bet your picks any longer because I was ruining. Yeah. You. So well, you, Saturday you, Saturday was decent, but uh, it could have been way better. But uh, Sunday was a good day. Well, I the, you know actually I didn't really bet a lot yesterday. I did bet the under four total touchdowns in the Ravens game. That was a big win for your boy. So I was very <laughs> happy about that. Um, yes, I, I had a big win as well. Can I tell? Oh, you, oh yeah, tell yes, quickly, quickly. Yes, quickly. I had a five dollar parlay. I won six hundred on the Ravens game. So yesterday. what? What was it? So I had uh, I had uh, Pat Fryermuth. So Pat Fryermuth was the last leg to score any tu- any time touchdown score. Whew. So yeah, that came in at the end. That oh, was wow. big for me. Yeah. So I I didn't really know how to react. Okay. Wait, how many legs was it? It was uh seven here. Right, so, so I had quickly. Huntley Huntley under passing yards. Najee to have twenty five yards. Huntley to have twenty five rushing yards. Pat Fryermuth to have twenty five receiving yards. So big again. Also at the end, Pickens to have forty yards. Demarcus Robinson twenty five yards. Ravens to cover a six and a half alternate spread and under forty two oh, alternate spread as well. These are all some interesting numbers. Wow. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Very well done. It was a lot of five dollars yeah. into six hundred dollars. Yes, sir. All right. Yeah, I posted mine. I had a twenty five dollar sixteen parlay that wow. um, turned in almost seven. What what but, uh, what missed? What broke your heart in the process? No, nothing missed. No, no, it, it it turned into seven. I hit all of them. Oh, uh, oh, um, but I had I just posted I had a sixteen so it was Jamar Chase over yards and anytime touchdown and then four of my top picks that that hit including i had the bills but i bet them on the money line uh, a lot of times Whew. i'll do that which i mean betting a minus thousand or anything like that in a money line doesn't help all that much it just makes it look a little bit better um you know because you're basically winning you know, pennies on the dollar and that's sure. when you're betting money lines like that but but i felt more comfortable betting that Anything off of twenty five bucks had I bet the point spread. Um, I uh, yeah, I I I very rarely won anything like that. Like I, this is my problem is that I am also I think I've told you before, Jeremy. I'm the cash out king, and especially now with mobile betting, like I'm telling you, if I was in Griffin's shoes, and you said it was a five dollar bet, and Fryermuth hadn't come in, and they had offered you like thirteen dollars, I would have been racing to cash out that. I have a real problem. Like I just want to get a couple American dollars as quickly as I possibly can. But that's the the new thing with um, some of these. A lot of people are going to bet the long parlays and the big ones, and um, I think many people do what Griffin did is take the alternative odds because you feel better with them. Yep. As the lines and the averages go up, or like people take it the other way too, where let's say you were you felt like the Ravens were going to win by a touchdown and they're getting a point and a half, you could take them minus seven and get plus odds, you know, on that number. So there's many ways to do it. There's many ways to lose uh, and many ways to win. So (laughs) Yeah, there are lots of ways to lose, Jeremy. Lots and lots and lots, and I have found all of them. I've done the work for you. I have found all of the ways to lose over the course of time. Hey, um, are, did we ever get uh, a confirmation about next week, or do you know if you're? Uh, can we? Can we say? I'm that? good. Okay, you're good. I thought we said we. Well, did I, I never thought, text you back. Or, yeah, I thought you I said you thought you could do it, but we just wanted to. So Jeremy is going to be oh. in here next Thursday. Next Thursday is going to be the date, the twenty second. We're going to be hanging out. We're going to do a drinking show. We are trying to work on a couple other elements for it. Um. The great David Dubois is going to join us in studio that day. Of course, the man who gave us Oh, I Want Crabs for Christmas is going to join mm-hmm. us and I believe perform it for us in studio that day. Oh, nice. And we might be singing along drunkenly with him and reveling uh, on that day. Looking forward to uh, all I, of that. 
I never got crabs for Christmas, but I did get them once on my birthday. Yeah, which is so. nice, right? Yeah. <laughs> it was real. You, you woke up and you're like, that's exactly, I wanted crabs for my birthday. That's so great. Um, what is that? In, oh, anyway. If somebody wants to come in, hang out, and Jeremy will bring in all of his gross booze for us to try during the course of the day. Is there anything new that you've come across that I haven't tried yet that I need to? Um, to be honest, no, because I honestly haven't been drinking as much. Um, yeah, you and which, I both. Uh, yeah, I've been I've been more in line of getting in my spaceship every night uh, <laughs> with with my edibles. So I, I tell everybody I started taking those like a couple years ago, and now I'm totally embarrassed by how many milligrams I can take at night. And not you you know what this so. means, though. You might now be in the same spot where I, Jeremy, and I might be found spooning on this couch uh, afterwards. Yes. Because yes. I will. And I don't pass- care, big spoon, little spoon, Correct. as long as I'm comfortable. Correct. I will be passed out for. Out- We're supposed to take the kids to see the lights that night. I said, "You're gonna have to come pick me up at the office." That's the way that is going to go. Uh, but next, have them come drink with us. Well, they'll definitely see some lights that 100%. night. Hundred so. hey, percent. Hey, hey, they're driving you home. So. How old are you, boy? You ever heard of Malort? Uh, today's a good a time as any. My, what a, uh, just my, hearing that my, makes it sound my, awful. My, my dad said, "What? Uh, what's what's the line? Uh, oh, you want to you want to smoke? Here's the whole pack. Let's enjoy." Yeah. Um. Uh, yeah, we're looking forward to that. But here's the deal: is if you want to come in and hang out with us. We need you to make a donation for the Helping Up mission, all right? So we're going to leave it available for you to come in, hang out, drink with us, be a part of our festivities, hang out, rub elbows with the great David Dubois, but we need you to make a donation to Helping Up mission. What's the number? Give me a number. You want to say, do, what did we do the last time? What was the number the last time? We say two, uh, Wasn't it 250, 200 200 will be the number. 200 bucks that you donate to the Helping Up mission. You get to come spend your morning hanging out, getting drunk with Jeremy and I, and and listening to David the Boy, and just participating in the revelry of a uh, drinking show on December 22nd. So one week from yeah. Thursday. By donating to the Helping Up mission, we'll help knock you down a few pegs as exactly, we drink. Exactly, exactly right. Yes, yeah. yes, there's some irony to be had there, but we're going to do things responsibly on Thursday. All of us are going to be safe. Nobody's going to be driving afterwards. We will, if if you come in to get drunk with us, I, we can work with you about making sure we take care of transportation. We can do all those things if you're willing to make a nice little donation to the Helping Up mission. All right? So that's the simple way we're going to do it. Hit me up at Glenn Clark Radio on Twitter or GlennClarkRadio at gmail.com if you want in. Or you can hit Jeremy up, too, if you want in. By the way, invite uh, last year's, the, the folks that couldn't make it in last year. You want to invite them in to yeah. do it this year since we weren't able to do it last year? Absolutely. I'll send them a message to see Appreci- if they're interested or if they can do it on that date. Appreciate that. All right. Um, as far as yesterday was concerned. I'm I'm in a weird place where I'm I pleasantly I was I think Reed and I were both prepared for us to get the like angry now uh, they only won by two points the the fan base was almost exactly the opposite of that yesterday maybe it's just that's the nature of Raven Steelers um, I I was trying to sell I think this was a really good win because if there is a path to relevancy still for the Ravens come the postseason it has to involve them proving that they could get J.K. Dobbins and Ronnie Stanley back and they could still figure out a way to have a dominant run game. And the, the Steelers, well, I get it. Mitchell Trubisky stinks. Um, you don't get to play him every time out. They do have a really good run defense. They had one of the top ten run defenses in the league. The Ravens gashing them on the ground, knowing that J.K. Dobbins could probably still be better. I'm not ready to tell you that I think that means they can go beat the best teams in the AFC, but mm-hmm. it's a positive sign that maybe they could still get this thing figured out before the season ends. 
Yeah, I, I think the way things worked this weekend, especially with the fan base of feeling relieved, is not only going in with a second-string quarterback as an underdog, which they weren't supposed to be down the stretch outside of that Cincinnati game, um, and then going to your third-string quarterback, uh, as people are like, what was that guy's name again? Oh, here he is, yeah. Anthony Brown. You know, like, and, and watching him throw five passes and essentially the running game working, um, I think anytime you get out of Dodge and, and get a W, and now they have, depending on which uh, which site you're using, it's it's over a 99% chance of making the playoffs. So we should expect to see them in. Um, but but you know that being said, I, I think exactly what you're pointing to is where we have to start looking. I, I saw you know my buddy Mark Zeno posted something saying that he thinks there's only six teams that can win the Super Bowl, which I think it's a bit early to say something like that. But his line of thinking makes a ton of sense in the AFC with you know, Buffalo, um, Kansas City, and then Cincinnati's now everybody's sweetheart. And in the NFC, it's uh, it's kind of the same thing when you look at it, where people look at San Francisco, they'll look at Dallas and Philly, and San Fran's down to their third-chain quarterback. So, I, you know, I, I think things are a little bit more wide open than that, but I think it's easier to make a case for those six teams than you would, sure. let's say, the Ravens with how they played. I, I don't disagree with that. But again, it's is yeah. there a path? Can you start building back towards being that team? And if the Ravens follow this up, you know, on Sunday, look again, go to the end of the game, the Steelers know the Ravens are gonna run the ball and yet they're still, you know, ramming it down their throats to pick up a first down, despite the fact they don't have Lamar Jackson on the field. That was the two thousand nineteen bit, of course, that worked out so well. If they can keep that going and translate it, if it's not just the Steelers, if next week, hey, the Browns know it's coming and you still go do that and then you follow it up there is something to be said for it. it becomes if you can do what you do really well it does become difficult could you well, always still get outscored by the bills or the chiefs of course of course there's that possibility. i mean I, I, glenn i also think you know going you talk about going back a ways it was almost like hey if the offense can be average the defense can be special right um which i think that that's that's the case right now the defense is really good i mean we could look at some things marlon humphrey said he had a terrible game afterwards and you might be watching it going, yeah, that was bad, that was bad. Um, but outside of that one drive that they put together, when I'm assuming they went to a prevent, I'd, I'd want to go back and rewatch yeah, it. Yeah, where they it was got a nine-point game. Like, right. Yeah, so, but outside of that, I thought the defense was yeah, fairly special that day. Um, and Roquan was welcomed into this rivalry and, and looked amazing. And, and I think you're still seeing, you know, uh, Queen plays better alongside him. Uh, Hamilton's still growing. You just got Mark. You got, excuse me, Williams back at safety. So, like, I, I think that there's a chance that the defense gets in and it travels and they're special, but we, we need this offense to be a little bit more than ordinary, I think, for them to make a run. And I do think uh, of those six teams I, you know, I stated, I, I think you can make a case for the Ravens, but there's a lot of things that have to change from now until the playoffs. So. I, I think that what you just brought up with Roquan ended up being what I wrote about today at PressBoxOnline.com. Like, th- there's no... When they made the trade, dude, that we were all sitting around saying, hey, worst case scenario, you know, you gave up... You moved around with a pick, right? Like, you gave up a second, yep. you'll get a third back. There's something happening here. Like, this dude is the most impactful defensive player that I have seen for the Baltimore Ravens since prime Terrell Suggs. Like, he changes... Mm-hmm football games there to me is no longer a well if you don't keep them around it's not the end of the world like they have to and I get that it's complicated with Lamar and not knowing what's going on there and and there's only one franchise tag and what do you do they've they can't worry about winning and you know did did we overpay on they have they have a cornerstone piece 
now mm-hmm. for a defense moving forward. There can be no scenario by which Roquan Smith doesn't stay in Baltimore long term. Yeah, I mean, the only issue, and, and we were talking about it this morning, is the fact that he was saying he wanted $20 million plus per I, year I, I, as I don't, a, an I don't interior care. linebacker. I don't care, man. I, like, I don't care. I'm, I'm more in that. the boat with you. Like I, I said it this morning. I said, look, I, I understand you're going to have to pay for this guy, but I, I just think he makes such a difference when he's out there that you know, talking about a defensive player that makes everyone around him better. And, and like, you got to give credit to the guys in front of him as well because they're keeping him clean. And when you do that, like, you're not letting uh, offensive linemen get to the second level. He is going to annihilate players at the line of scrimmage because his sideline to sideline, it's, uh, it's one of the best I've seen since, you know, you bringing up Ray and the likes of, like, Patrick Willis and some of these other guys. I, mean, I think you have yourself a special, special player. And you got to do everything you can to keep them here. That's that's where I am, man. Like I, I, it, it's a tough thing, right? Like it's a it's a very difficult thing because I understand to your point that's an extraordinary amount of money at a non-prime position in the NFL. But you can just see the impact that he has on everyone else on that side of the ball, and I, yeesh, you can't lose that. You can't lose that. All right, Jamie Conn is with us. I want to talk to you about a subject that uh, is very difficult for me. Uh, I, on the day after Thanksgiving when I was doing your show, I brought up to Rita. I'm like, I already know how this is going to go. I'm going to sit down the night and say, I'm going to get ahead of things. I'm going to purchase gifts for my wife now. And I'm not going to do it because I'm not going to realize I don't want to know what I want to do. And I'm going to get to about a week out from thank- Christmas. And I'm going to say, oh, F, I still haven't done that. And here we are in December 12th. And, um, self-fulfilling prophecy i still haven't done that what what did you do when your kids were young because i know this is complicated because you weren't with like i don't remember exactly the story of you and your ex and the whole thing Mm -hmm. how did you handle that with buying gifts for the kids like to give to their mom and I, i like how do you handle this now with your wife? Like, do you, does she tell you something she wants? Are you guys able to be adults like that? Uh, Because my wife is horrible at this. Yeah. My, mine is too. And she's very difficult to buy for. Like actually today, my wife is at life med and the past three years I've bought her gift certificates from life med, um, just so she can get pampered a little bit and she has never used one. And more of it has to do with kind of kicking her in the tail saying, Hey, I, I need you to go up here. Go look and see what they have to offer. You've got, a couple of hundred bucks to use here. I'm sure you can find something you want to do. Um, and, you know, so it, it does get difficult with her. With the kids, it's always been interesting because my ex-wife was very hands-on. I worked a ton, kind of like I am now, but she was very hands-on and going out and buying presents for the kids. Right. Um, and then my, my current wife is type A. My current wife, that just sounds so <laughs> as, opposed, as opposed wife, to your next wife. <laughs> yeah, my former. Whoever um, she might be. No, but, <laughs> But uh, no, but with, with my wife, Katie, like she's very type A, so she has to be hands on. So what typically happens is she buys up most of the stuff for a Christmas for like everybody, her side of the family, everybody in the family. And then I'll get some of the, the bigger things, like singular things that the kids wanted that uh, we that like my wife, if we agreed to an amount we were going to spend on the kids. Um, I'll end up going over said amount by buying them other stuff and sliding it under the tree. So, so I can uh, that's kind of how it usually works. I can handle letting my wife purchase the gifts for the kids, right? Like I can handle that. I'm gonna curse her name on Christmas Eve when the kids go to bed and she says, "Hey, by the way, we need to start like putting all these toys together." I mean, it it is a hell 
unlike anything else in parenthood. Like, there is a part of me that wants to be the one to tell them about Santa Claus just to get it the F over with so we don't have to put these toys together on Christmas Eve yeah. any longer. Like, I am so bloody sick of it at this point. Um, but well, I can... My kids found out at a relatively early age, too, and somebody ruined it for them, and then they asked my ex-wife, and she just kind of co-signed on it. I'm like, no, and you can deny that. That's a lot, jerk, right? <laughs> so. Well, and, and as soon as my 7-year-old figures out, like, he will ra- – like, this is the problem. The moment my 7-year-old figures it out, he is going to go screaming into the five-year-old's room to I because that's the way it works. Now, I know something, and I've got to prove how much smarter I am than you. Um, and it's going to ruin yeah. it for everybody involved, which is annoying, and I'm thinking of that day. Uh, but So I don't mind letting my wife handle the shopping. My bigger problem is like the, the kids need to buy her presents, and I ask the kids what they want to get for my wife, and I forget they're stupid. Like, they're stupid people. They're seven years old. They're five years old. They don't know how the world works. So, like, on Friday You're night... You're supposed to get her one of those cars out front with the big ribbons on it, and that's from the kids? God. God. What sweatshop have you been working in to save up all this? Money? I swear to yeah. everything. Oh, and imagine, imagine being in a relationship where you don't have to tell the other person about spending forty thousand dollars on. A, imagine <laughs> like where your life is that you can just do that. I have to get kicked. Oh my god! <laughs> you're like, I, but I got you a gift, and you're like, what we can't afford? What's wrong with you? <laughs> Um, so I, I'm my Friday. problem is I'd have to have my wife co-sign for her own car, <laughs> even if I, unless I just paid it straight cash. Correct. You know, well, I mean, you had a good weekend betting. You can't do that at this yeah. point. <laughs> um, I swear to God, dude. Like on Friday night, I'm out with my son, and I say, "What do you want to get for your mom?" And I get this. Um, um, I don't know, like a shirt. Like, what, <laughs> a shirt. What am I supposed to do with that? And what she'll do... I and, think it would be really cute if you just let the kids pick out what they wanted so to get So that's the problem. And just buy it. Mm, no. That's, we're pissing away. She does that with them for me. And and gets oh. me... And it's you're just pissing away money on like a number one dad hat. I'm never going to wear it. I'm not. I came in number three in the rankings. How could I... Yeah. I don't want to be a liar. I can't do that. Like, you I, should just write bigger numbers on it. Like, I was ranked 111 <laughs> in dad. Right. Like, they're 110 superior good. fathers to me. Pretty, pretty yeah. Good. But, you know, the, are you easy to shop for, though? Because, like, my wife knows that, like, I'm, I'm so simple. You can buy me hoodies and five-hour energy, and that's pretty much it. Just, I like, am very – this is this – is here's another layer to this. I'm extraordinarily easy to buy for, except she doesn't – I – to me, and this comes from not having money – I believe you should use Christmas to buy practical things that someone actually needs and can use during the course of the year, right? So my bid yeah. is I I every year can use new gym clothes, for example, because unlike uh-huh. other clothes, gym clothes you go through a little bit quicker because they're, they smell. They're nasty. You don't want to keep using the same gym clothes for forever. I get a nice pair of, like, uh, slacks. I can wear them for like eight years as long as I don't get too fat, right? Like, but a yeah. but a pair it's like a gym. I I I wear running tights when I go to the gym, for example. I could use more running tights every freaking year, but she, to her, that's not special. I don't want to just get you running no, tight. I don't want to just do that. I want to get you something special. I don't want something special unless it's you know. A a twenty eight year old maid that you decide to bring home yeah. one night or something like an that. An au pair. Correct. Yeah, get me one like, of those. like unless <laughs> like, it's that. 
Yeah, my wife tends to get me, uh, like, every year I know I'm getting, uh, I, I, hell, I don't even know what you call them, but wife beaters. Um, I'm getting new wife beaters, new underwear, new socks, and my big problem is that I don't throw out any of the old ones. So I get the new ones, and I just keep them in the rotation with the old ones, and ultimately she gets mad. She's like, there's so many holes in your underwear when you fart it whistles. you gotta got to get rid of those. <laughs> like, wh- why are you still wearing these? I definitely and still like, have. I don't know. Dude, I'm with you. I still, I like will go grab a pair of boxers and be like, what? Why can't I just thrown these out? There's threads everywhere. Yeah. You're like, what are you doing? Like, why am well, I? I got st- these big old gams and dumper that rips through my underwear all the time right. around the, the the thighs and and my my wife's like, if you know you're gonna rip through them, you, you're constantly making movements that you shouldn't be moving. You know that way as a guy your size, and I'm constantly ripping stuff, and I'm like, oh, that sucks. Like I have shorts from playing flag football where people have reached for my flag and ripped out the pocket. Okay, sure. And yeah. I still have them. Yeah. Why? I said, well, it's got one other pocket. It still works. <laughs> it's just <laughs> a gigantic two? hole that shows my underwear over here. Who needs two? Yeah. Right. Dude, I am I, like, I'm, I am absolutely the same way with underwear. I will never throw them away. And it's, it's a very practical, I wish, I, I wish that she would just play by the rule. I thought we had set a rule when the kid, the first kid came along. We said, we don't need to worry about Christmas for each other any longer. Now Christmas is about the kids. We can just get each other a nice stocking, get a few things that we need for the course of the year that would be beneficial, but we don't have to worry about gifts any longer. The pressure is off. We're adults. We don't have to do this. And for like one Christmas, she was willing to abide by that rule. But then I found out she was upset that I didn't get her any jewelry. And I'm like, damn it. It's over. It's over. Well, can never do it again. And, and see, I'm, I'm in that same kind of boat because, like, I'm the guy that I really don't care if I don't get anything. No. Like, not, not a single thing. I'm not a material person at all, which and I'm I don't not know if people six. find that hard to believe. Like, it's yeah, for kids. Well, but the problem, you know, the other problem is when somebody buys you a gift that you didn't get a gift for, yep. and then the next year you go to buy them one, and then they assume you're not getting them one, yep. and then they don't buy you one, and then we're we're back at this weird thing. Like I, I'm okay buying everyone a gift, no one a gift. Like I just want to know, and it's I don't know what's a, a worse feeling is somebody getting you a gift and you not having I, something, I am, or yeah, the other way where you make them feel pressure and you got them something because you were trying to do something nice and they're like, oh, I didn't get you anything. I am oh, okay, in favor. No I am completely in favor of making Christmas just for kids, nothing else. Until you're 18, you get presents. Until you're out of my house. I don't know. Most kids aren't out of the house at 18 any longer. Until you're out of high school, you can get presents. Once you're out of high school, you're on your own. It's the way that it goes. I don't need this. It is a waste of money. It's bad. I get it. The economy would suffer. We're not going to end up doing that as a country. But I would be so in favor of just saying Christmas is for kids. It takes all of the... You know how much better Thanksgiving is than Christmas? Because you don't have to worry about these things. Everything you just thought through... We're like, today, I'm already in sweats. Did I forget about, was I supposed to get something for my cousin? Was I supposed to get something for, like, you're already going through all those things. Get rid of all of that anxiety. All of it's gone. And you can just enjoy yeah. all of the stupid TV specials and all of the, the whole thing and not have to think about any of the anxiety any longer. God! I, I, just had a, I just had a family member call me and ask me about getting gifts for other family members. Said, well, they're 18 now. Do I still have to get them a gift? And it's such a weird thing to say, have to get them a gift, because... At some point, you are just spending money for no reason other than saying, hey, it's this time of year, and I'm getting you this. Like, I do think you hit 18 and outside of maybe stuff with your parents or whatever, but when it comes down to everyone else, it just seems like a bit much. And, and we've all been put in those situations where you feel pressured. You're like, 
then it's a cop out. I'll either give them cash or I'll buy them a gift card. And uh, you know, it, it just gets tiresome. And I, I told the person, I said, well, just offer whoever you're talking about. Saying, like, say, Hey, I want to take you to lunch one day. Right. And if they call oh, you, it's on them. So, <laughs> so much better. Oh God, so that'd be so much yeah. better. Oh, it'd be so yeah. much better. Oh, I would love that so much. Can't yeah. do it. I hate this place. All right. Uh, what's coming up on the Big Bad Morning Show this week? Uh, so I think Ed will finally be back. Ed uh, Ed was chewing. I gave – so I, as I told the story, I gave him a bag of nuts before we left last week, or um, I guess it was the beginning of last yeah, week, so like as, Monday. Ed, Ed Long has had trouble with putting uh, your nuts in his mouth, hasn't he? Yeah, so as soon yeah. as he popped my nuts in his mouth, he, he broke a tooth, and so he's been out. I think he's returning tomorrow. Mm. Um, mm. And then we, So the reason he hasn't been in wasn't even pain-related. It's just because, it's because every time he talked, he sounded like Herbert the pervert from uh, Family Guy, <laughs> whistling every time he was speaking. So that's why he hasn't been in. So we're obviously going to bust his chops tomorrow. He could do the Christmas so. whistle with, uh, with David Dubois for, uh, for, yeah. for Christmas. <laughs> he could handle that. All right, at JeremyCon1057 on Twitter, PicksEverydayPressBoxOnline.com. And again, if you want to get in, I uh, had somebody message already, but they all right. They, that might not be the person. If you want to come in, hang out with us one week from Thursday on the twenty second, and, uh, and join us for the drinking show, you're willing to pitch in two hundred bucks for helping up mission. Uh, hit me up at Glenn Clark Radio on Twitter, GlennClarkRadio at gmail dot com. Appreciate you, pal. We'll talk to you next week. All right. All right, man. Sounds good. It's Jeremy Con one hundred five seven, the fan with us here on GCR. All right, there are still great offers available, as we talked about, but um, I am telling you, the experience of being in the FanDuel Sportsbook at Live Casino and Hotel remains undefeated. There's nothing like it. you you got to be there for these big events, whether it's a fight night or whether it's just a big game. The World Cup semifinals this week, the final on Sunday. By the way, Morocco, how stunning. God, I can't believe John Proctor's in in line to maybe win our picks league, and he won a World Cup draw. You gotta get the horseshoe out of that guy's ass. This is out of control. They're running up the score. So they, the two people that had Morocco and Croatia, right? Like they'd already clinched after the quarterfinal round, or after the round of after Croatia's win. So they already they had clinched. They had won? clinched the world the World okay. Cup. Our the two World Cup draws that right. we hosted. Okay. And then Morocco went ahead and ran up the score. Like, it's insanity. So congratulations to uh, John Proctor and to Steve from Dundalk, who are the winners of our World Cup draws. Steve, by the way, turned around and sent 60 bucks right back to the Helping Up mission. He won 160 He sent 60 of it right back. Hmm. Just said, And he's, he, he used part of it to get into college football ball pick'em. But um, that's, thank you, Steve. You're a good man. Appreciate you for doing that. Um, John, you know, he's... He's a piece of crap, but th- still, I, he, that wasn't part of the deal. That, I'm not. I'm not trying to chastise John. John earned th- this. Is now. I feel bad. I feel bad. It feels, it feels like now I'm trying to call out John. I'll call out John for a number of things. He's a terrible human being. He's, he's a garbage person. But um, you know that is totally fine. He won. Let me make that abundantly clear. And he put the twenty bucks in, and he was donating to charity. He did that part of it. God, I really messed that up, didn't I? I bungled that. Really bungled that. Made it look like he was a bad person. Um, but you want to watch the World Cup semifinals or the final on Sunday in a festive, raucous atmosphere while getting your bets in and winning some money. FanDuel Sportsbook at Live Casino in Hotel Maryland. By the way, Sunday is perfect because you can do be there for the World Cup final, and then with the Ravens not playing, you can just sit around, watch, and bet on football all day in the FanDuel Sportsbook. Reserve your spot by emailing events at sportssocialmd.com. 
Let's go ahead and do Pats on the Ass. Pats are brought to you this week by the Baltimore area Chick-fil-A restaurants. If you're looking for a simple holiday meal, try Chick-fil-A catering. From Chick-fil-A nuggets to mac and cheese, enjoy a variety of tray options sized perfectly for your get-together. Order through the Chick-fil-A app and bring smiles to your family gathering. Availability and order requirements vary. See restaurant for details. You know the drill? Five Ravens from yesterday's performance. Two must be offensive players, two must be defensive players. The fifth can be another offensive player, another defensive player, a special teams player, or a coach. Rank them five to one, with number one being your man of the match. We're letting Carson Weekly play this time around, so we'll see if um, if his list makes any sense or if we have to treat him the way that I've had to treat Griffin a few times this season when it comes to the lists. Um, number five for me. A lot of great options for a second defensive player this week. By the way, only one of you that tried to cheat and make Calais Campbell your second defensive player, he's not. He's on your list because of what he did on special teams. I get it. He is a defensive player, but you put him on the list because of special teams. But most people had another defensive player on the list. A lot of great options for a second defensive player. And I'm good with just about anybody that you would have chosen. I almost purposely chose this person because I didn't think that anybody else was going to put him on their list, and I think that he's worthy of it. Um, as it turns out, my, I forgot about my buddy Rami from 105.7. He and I were talking about this guy during the game yesterday. My number five is Broderick Washington, who I thought was was awesome and I think has played really well this season. Um, not just yesterday batting the ball down, um, not just you know, he's getting in the backfield, he's making plays. Broderick Washington has been a little bit of an ass kicker. I'm not trying to oversell it on Broderick Washington, but he's been a little bit of an ass kicker. So I could have put a lot of guys on here. It meant that I had to leave Patrick Queen off, who was great. It meant that I had to leave Marcus Williams off, who wasn't necessarily great, but obviously made a very big play. Um, but, man, I really liked Broderick Washington yesterday, so he was my number five. Griffin, you can go next. All right. Uh, yeah, I was I was very close to putting Broderick Washington on mine because, I mean, I was there, and it felt like 96 was all over the place. He was, you know, making tackles uh, in the pass game, bringing down Deontay Johnson once, batting balls uh, and stopping the runs. But he was big. So I had – but my number five, I made it J.K. Dobbins. Um, he was, uh, I mean, number he ran – five? Yeah, he was number five. He was. He ran very well first game back, and uh, I, I think – this is really high for him. He's my. What? What is? Is this? And uh, I think he looked. Uh, I think he looked even better running than he might have before. Like he was running more downhill, and uh, and uh, I, thought, I, I thought he looked really good. I am. I, I don't. I don't. I'm gonna save it. We'll wait. And I, <laughs> it was either the, it was either this or he wasn't gonna be on the list. Was, what in the world? I okay. Carson, you can be around on Dobbins Mondays for a little while. For, on Mondays, yeah, I'll be around. Okay, it, we might. It might worry. be you and I doing bats on the ass. <laughs> what is wrong with having J.K. Dobbins what? on the list? No, it's no, not. No, the no, no, the problem wrong. isn't that he's on the list, Griffin. It's what in what world? So he's not allowed to be a top guys five player on the team. Are there? You think there are four guys that were more impactful to winning the football game yesterday than J.K. Dobbins? Absolutely. This yeah. is the most insane. Carson, go ahead, buddy. So at my number five, for the same reason that you had him, I have Broderick Washington. Well, how about that? How uh, about that? I thought nobody was going to. I him thought on, on the Steelers' second drive, uh, two plays in a row, he makes a big impact. Najee Harris to hand it off to him going right. Uh, he makes a nice solo tackle for a gain of like a half yard, and then the next play, it's a third and four, and the Steelers had, I think it was the tight end open or the fullback or something for a pass that would have picked up the first down. He bats it down. The Steelers have to punt. 
Uh, uh yeah, that's that's a, that's an impact in the game for he, sure. He was ended the drive almost single handedly for the Steelers. That he was that time. he was great. Uh, number four is where I find Calais Campbell. Obviously, it was a, a big play. I'm not comfortable with like. We do a little bit of a butterfly effect thing when we say, well, that was the difference in the game. Those are those three points. Well, you have no idea how the game would go. Like we're doing, We do a lot of butterfly effect things when we say things like that, but there's no debating that it was a big play at a time where you know there was an opportunity to make it a three-point game. I'm, there's no getting around that. That was a huge field goal block. Saying it was why they won the game or something like that, like that's... I don't ever like taking it a step further than what it is, but uh, it was a big play. Clayus Campbell's number four. For better uh, my, or for worse, I'm going to let you keep going. My number four we'll was where it goes. Justin Tucker, um, all-time points leader now, and okay. made three field goals. Big okay. part of winning the game, Justin Tucker. Uh, I mean, it, and we're we're just so used to him that uh, okay. that that that's why he's all the way at four. I mean, could have probably I, been higher. He could have been considered for the list if Clayus Campbell didn't block a kick. Like that's so much more significant. Like you can't. You only get to put one special teams player on your I list. I know. Well, I have him for his defensive reasons because he the wasn't that completely oh stopped God. the Steelers' I run. Up. I give up. I give up. Could have been anyone with, on the on the defensive I give up line. With, and I I don't know what we're doing. I have no idea what's happening. Carson, save me, please. You're number four. Glenn, we're we're matching up. I have Class Campbell. At number this four is. Well. I'm starting to worry about. It. You better might have to prove that you actually wrote this list and didn't just. All right. All right. <laughs> I'm starting to worry that you're just copying me now <laughs> no, because no, no. you hear me I chastising. This, I wrote this during the second break. All right. Uh, number three is where we find Ronnie Stanley, um, and obviously it's just the stark difference between where this team was uh, the two the couple of weeks they didn't have Ronnie Stanley and where they were the week that they had Ronnie Stanley. It is overwhelming what a difference his presence makes. It's just there's no other way to say it. It's incredible how this is like when I talked about how Stefan Diggs could have been MVP that year because you just walk in and you say you see what you were without me, now you see what you are with me end of story like ronnie stanley's value is just so overwhelming every time we go through this ronnie stanley is number three my number three i made it to class campbell for what he did on the defense i mean the the, the steelers had you take away the two scrambles that kenny pickett had earlier in the game and they allowed less than uh they had like 20 carries for less than 50 yards and i mean they just completely stopped the steelers from running the ball effectively at all Forced Mitch to throw, and obviously he made uh, plenty of mistakes that the rest of the defense took advantage of. So Calais Campbell is on there uh, as, as my as my guy on the front. He stopped the run. He helped big part of stopping the run. Could have been anyone up front, whether it was Broderick Washington. I thought Tyus ba- I thought about putting Tyus Bowser on there. Had a big sack. Calais Carson, Glenn. I'm beginning to think we're gonna have the same five in order. <laughs> I've got Ronnie Stanley at three. Uh, him having him back. I mean, we saw the impact. Uh, big big rushing performance. Got back to what. Uh, you know, what the Ravens are, which is we're going to play defense, we're going to run the ball. Uh, he's a big part in that. Also helped out in the passing game, obviously. We didn't really use the passing game a lot, especially as the game got to the later stages. But, you know, we saw his impact. We saw what he means to the offense. So, Ronnie Stanley at three. My number two. I I like your list, but I'm almost... I am still a little bit. Did you come over here and did you did you hack into my email no, to I, try to I, look I, at my? It is the odds it's, of this happening are, are in, very slim. But it, uh, to me, the only real question about this list was who was going to be number two and who was going to be number one, yeah. which is the absurdity of, of the way that Griffin answered it. Um, I decided to make J.K. number two. It's totally fine for him to be number one. Uh, it's definitely not okay for him to be <laughs> number five. 
Um, he was the offense. And the again, the, the bummer is that there wasn't a spot on here for me to put Gus Edwards on the list as well because Gus Edwards was also very good um, yesterday. But J.K. Dobbins was the offense. Um, he was what worked. And so on one side of the ball, it was one guy. On the other side of the ball, it was the other guy. He was by far the best offensive player yesterday. J.K. Dobbins is my number two. I had my number two. It was Tyler Linderbaum. Uh, the run game was dominant. I think, again, this probably could have been anyone on the offensive line, whether it was Stanley. Moses was blowing guys up as well. Uh, but Linderbaum, because uh, on that long Dobbins run, he uh, he was on that sealed off the block up the middle and created a valley for him to just walk through. He and, did have uh, a nice block and, on the run. should have scored. But, he had a nice block. Yeah. Uh, I put Roquan at number two. That's fine. Uh, fine with that. As I mean, you know, I know I don't really I didn't have a spot on my list for Queen or Marcus Williams, but you know Roquan was big impact player. Uh, I mean the whole defense has just changed so much since he's come on. Queen's been able to play his natural position, which is outside linebacker, and uh, yeah, big impact yesterday. So he's my number two. Uh, look, he's obviously number one for me. I mean, he was to me the best player on the field. But um, I have again, is the difference between who is the best player on the field, who is the most impactful in winning a football game, and we can get lost in that minutia. And you can certainly argue that J.K. Dobbins was more impactful in the, I, whatever we can do that but Roquan Smith it's ridiculous it's absolutely ridiculous um I there's there is no statistics can't define it and the statistics are good he's stuffing a stat sheet and yet it's still not defining how much he is controlling a side of the field right now it's insane the way that Roquan Smith has played since he came to Baltimore he was to me the obvious choice as the best defensive player and you know, I chose him out over JK as my number one. Just game breaker. He's he's just a game breaker. Uh, my number one, uh, the guy who won the game, the quarterback. This is. Right. No, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I'm, kidding. <laughs> I'm going to jump across the table. It was Roquan. Roquan was my number one before the first half even ended. My I blood mean, was starting to boil <laughs> for a second. He was number one before the half even ended. A sack and interception. I mean, he it's had what like ten tw- ten tackles in the first half. No, he had like six tackles. But yeah, basically. Uh-oh. But yeah, Roquan. I mean, he was an animal. He he was all over the place. Roquan um, number one. Every a couple of people try to throw Tyler Huntley on the list. It's fine. The problem is like you can only do that by taking an offensive lineman off, and you can't make that argument. He also like he played well, but he didn't play well enough that he did. like it. It's one thing if somebody's playing brilliantly and then they get hurt. He was fine. Um, I can't. There's no argument really for Tyler Huntley to be on the list. Thankfully, no one attempted to say that Anthony Brown should be on the list. There's an argument. Uh, no, there is not. There is most certainly not an argument for it. I do want to give him um, props for coming out first yeah. play and first play at the back one yard up and throwing that. Right. That was a it's nice. A t- that was a nice pass. Uh, per- I, give him credit. He completed a third down pass. I'm not yeah. like this. Isn't me saying he stunk. This isn't me saying it's just that there's no world in which when he was one of the five no, most impactful not. players in winning a football game. Yeah, um, some votes in there for Ben Powers as being Maybe. deserving of offensive line was great. A couple of people mm-hmm. try to get in uh, with Ben Powers, and I got no issue with that. I thought he had a good day as well. For the most part, it's the same group of guys, and for the most part, it's you know just about everybody realizes who should be one. I uh, you know, my I have to beat up my friend Rami from 1057 because he too had J.K. Dobbins number five on his list. So the <laughs> two of you. The two of you are the only ones that uh, can chime in. Brian Reynolds did not have Roquan Smith on his list. I mean, off- offensive lineman deserves to be higher than Dobbins. Bri- That's how I feel. I, if there was one offensive lineman that was particularly dominant throughout the day, I could make that argument. But since it was all five, uh, you, 
none, no one of them stood out more than than J.K. Dobbins did. If there was one guy they who were was paving just the an way ass kicker, if there was one guy, you're, what you're saying is for the totality of the line. So maybe it should be Greg Roman. If since one guy, they would be a, up. They would probably be a better <laughs> argument for that. I don't know. I don't know if people would like it, but there would be a better argument for that. And you put two special teams guys on your list, so you don't have Close room for another wild defense. Um, you're the you're. It's a oh boy. Anyway, uh, yeah, Brian, not having Roquan Smith on your list is a is a choice. It is it is a choice. I don't not really sure what else to say about it. Continue. Give me yours at Glenn Clark Radio on Twitter. We will share them throughout the course of the day. Today's program is also brought to you by Problem Gambling, and it's really just a reminder that we all are enjoying, we're having fun with sports betting, but it can go the wrong way, and it can go the wrong way pretty quickly. Gambling can be fun, but you should set a limit and stay within it. Remember, if you or a loved one has a gambling problem, call 1-800-GAMBLER 24-7, or go to helpmygamblingproblem.org for free confidential services. We'll get uh, Pat's on the ass up at glennclarkradio.com a little bit later on. Come back in with a tidbit and tubular to wrap it up. Glenn Clark Radio. Looking for a simple holiday meal? Try Chick-fil-A catering. From Chick-fil-A nuggets to mac and cheese, enjoy a variety of tray options sized perfectly for your get-together. Order through the Chick-fil-A app and bring smiles to your family gathering. Availability and order requirements vary. See restaurant for details. Come experience Maryland's number one sportsbook this NFL season at the FanDuel Sportsbook at Live Casino and Hotel, the ultimate place for any sports enthusiast. Take advantage of our 24-7 kiosks, massive video screens, and watch all the action from the best seat in the house. With more money paid out than anyone around, make every moment more at the new FanDuel Sportsbook at Live Casino and Hotel in Hanover, Maryland. Please play responsibly. Gambling problem? Please call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit mdgamblinghelp.org. The Baltimore County Police Department is hiring. Entry-level officers start at close to $59,000 a year with a $10,000 bonus. Some restrictions apply. Plus a great retirement plan, medical, dental, and vision insurance, advancement to specialized units, tuition reimbursement, 15 sick days earned per calendar year, and even further incentives for military members and veterans. If you have a passion for service and want a career for life, visit JoinBaltimoreCountyPD.com or call 410-887-5542. You must be a United States citizen, possess a valid driver's license, and have a high school diploma or GED equivalent. The Baltimore County Police Department is an equal opportunity employer. Make the most out of every day in your Toyota RAV4. Available in hybrid or gas-only models. A RAV4 can get you where you want to go in style. Check out buyatoyota.com for deals on new RAV4s from your local Toyota dealer today. Need a last-minute gift for a kid in your life? How about a membership to the Retriever Kids Club? It includes free youth admission to all regular season UMBC home games, plus a t-shirt and a drawstring backpack membership is only $35 it's a great deal makes a tremendous holiday gift visit umbcretrievers.com slash kids club for more info membership is for kids 12 and under the retriever kids club find out more umbcretrievers.com slash kids club the latest edition of press box is available now on the cover new maryland basketball coach kevin willard sits down with stan charles and glenn clark to discuss the situation he inherited in college Park and how he plans to get the program turned around. Also, inside, we introduce you to men's and women's college basketball players from all of the teams in the area. And Bo Smoka profiles Ravens receiver Devin Duvernay. Press Box is available for free at over 500 area locations, including 60 Royal Farm stores, and you can always find the entire edition as well as the best daily coverage of the Orioles, Ravens, and Terps at PressBoxOnline.com. 
Experience the best in Kamado Grilling, a complete outdoor cooking appliance. The Ginsu Kamado Grill allows anyone to sear, grill, bake, and smoke all types of food. Designed for efficiency and function, the Ginsu Kamado Grill upholds the enduring legacy of the iconic Ginsu brand. The Ginsu Kamado Grill is perfect to cook all year round, is great for parties, and ideal for tailgating with your friends. Reserve your Ginsu Kamado Grill today at ginsugrills.com and get $100 off on your pre-order when you use the promo code tailgate that's ginsugrills.com reserve yours today join glenn at halftime of every ravens game for the project game day halftime show at facebook.com slash sports we apologize in advance there's not much we can do about his face all right back in here on gcr as we are winding down for a monday edition of the program today's show has also been brought to you pressboxonline.com slash offers pressboxonline.com slash offers pressboxonline.com slash offers believe it or not that's where you get some great offers pressboxonline.com slash offers some of those offers Wait, that you where can do find I for it's pressboxonline.com slash offers i'm so glad you asked griffin uh you can go there right now and you can take advantage of offers like Free bets. How about $200 in free bets from DraftKings after you place your first $5 bet? Or $1,000 in risk-free bets from BetMGM? Time is running out. Take advantage of these offers. Pressboxonline.com slash offers is the place that you should go. All right. Uh, Tidbit is brought to you today by... Ooh, it's brought to you by UMBC Basketball. Coming up this Sunday... UMBC women take on American, and then the big one, New Year's Day. The red-hot UMBC men just beat Morgan State on Saturday. They are rolling, and they host Vermont in an America East Championship game rematch at the peak. Experience the excitement of game day. You're going to want to be there on New Year's Day. UMBC in Vermont. Get your tickets right now. UMBCRetrievers.com. All right, so uh, Sunday night, Tyreek Hill had that uh, weird fumble recovery that he ran for 50 yards and scored. Um, that makes him the only player in the Super Bowl era to record a touchdown in each of the following ways, a receiving, a rushing touchdown, a kick, punt return, and a fumble return for a touchdown. How about that? Five different ways. So he's also that? the only player in the Super Bowl era to uh, score a 50-yard touchdown five different ways. Tyreek Hill. How about that? Yeah. That's interesting. It is. Um, and then... Uh, for my question for you, so Justin Herbert had 300. So uh, we list the ways because I feel I try to think of all the ways that you can score a touchdown. I guess passing is the only. There's no, a receiving. No, you can't score a passing true, touchdown. Yeah, yeah. So ru- rushing, receiving, but then it's a receiving touchdown. Yeah. Rushing, receiving, kick and punt, kick and punt, and a fumble recovery. Fumble return. Yeah. So you can still have an interception, like an interception return for a touchdown would still count. Let's say if he does that, I mean. Um. Well, there's also you could have a blocked kick return for a touchdown yeah, yeah. is another or way to so score. would like if what if he's like a field goal return i guess like if like a the field, field goal, goal yep would absolutely count yeah. yep yeah absolutely he's got he's got he's got he's got so he's got stuff to work on yeah um yeah. <laughs> bomb <laughs> nah, i actually don't like the guy but <laughs> go ahead yeah um all right and then also last night justin herbert uh had his 10th career game with 300 passing yards and no interceptions that broke him a that broke a tie that he had with one other player uh for the most games of such in NFL history before turning 25 years old. So he now has 10 of those games, 300 yards, no interceptions. Uh, who did he pass? And can you round out the list of, uh, give me the top seven here, the top seven with the most games of 300. So you already have one since Herbert is one. 
Um, 300 yards, no interceptions before turning 25 years old. I I have no idea. I have no... Uh, all right, do you want to hint? So, hang on a second. 300 yards, no interceptions before 25? Yes, before turning 25. Um... I'll say Lamar did it against like you know the, the, the Dolphins game that way he where he went crazy. Yeah, Lamar has three games. Um, so everyone on this list has five or more. Five or more. Yes. Is the number. So Lamar had three such games. Um, I'll throw Steve Young's name out there. I like that guess. Steve Young is not on the list. He didn't though. really play. Yeah, I remember he was yeah. behind some guy named Montana for a little while at the uh, beginning of his career. That that's really true. really kind of hurt him. Sort of like why Aaron Rodgers probably isn't on this list yeah, because he's not on the list. He was uh, stuck behind. Uh, I'll say Mahomes. Uh, Mahomes is the guy that he was tied with and oh. passed after last night. So nine is Mahomes. He is second on the list. Josh Allen. Josh Allen. He is tied for third on the list. Seven such games for Josh Allen. About, is Joe Burrow already there? Uh, Joe Burrow is not already there. He also has three along with Lamar Jackson. Bums. Both Bums. Of them. They Both of them. suck. Tom Brady didn't throw that much at the beginning of his career, so I don't think it's Tom Brady. Yeah, it's not Tom Brady. Um, Matt Ryan. Uh, not Matt Ryan. Let's see if uh, yeah, Matt Ryan, not even very high up on this list. Peyton Manning. Not Peyton Manning either. It's a very specific set of mm-hmm. skills. Um, good luck. Uh, Ben Roethlisberger. Not Roethlisberger. Okay, so this kind of so sucks. We might we might There's need one. To, uh, all of them are active except for one. All of them okay. are active except for one. Yeah. Okay. Um, Deshaun Watson. Uh, Deshaun Watson had also has three along with Burrow and Lamar. I'm, is Jared Goff on this list? Jared Goff is on the list. Yeah, he is tied nice. with Josh Allen with seven, tied for third. Is Derek Carr on this list. Derek Carr is just outside. He has four. How about Russell Wilson? Russell Wilson. Russell Wilson not on the list. Is Stafford on the list? Stafford is on the yeah, list. He guess. rounds out the top seven with five games. That's a, that's a good one. 300 yards, no interceptions. Before turning 25. How many more active guys are we looking for? We're looking for one more active, one more Hall of Famer. One more active. Dak? Not Dak. Dak has three as well. One more active. One more active and one Hall of Famer. One more active. Um... It's Tua. Uh, Tua only has two. Get it? Is it Tua, Kyler Murray? Tua. It's not Kyler Murray. Um. All right. Uh, uh, just uh, Cousins. Not Kirk Cousins. Tannehill. Uh, not Tannehill. Flacco. Not Flacco. <sighs> Geno Smith somehow. Not Geno Smith. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. It would be um. Let's Garoppolo. See. He is not currently starting. It's not Garoppolo. Not currently starting. Uh, for an NFA, NFC uh, South. Uh, and Andy Dalton. The other guy. Jameis. Jameis. Jameis has Jameis six. He is tied Jameis. with this Hall of Famer. Drew Brees. No, no, no. That's That can't be. Not it. Drew Brees. Yeah, it uh, it's, um, it, it's John Unitas. Not John Unitas. A little, little more recent. A little more recent. Uh, Marino. Yes. Dan Marino. Six games tied with Jameis. Always Dan Marino. It's, it's always Dan Marino. Top seven list. Also with three. So like the, you, you'll see the trend here. Daniel Jones. Mac, sorry. Daniel. Not Daniel Jones. No, Daniel Jones has four. Wow. Mac Jones has four or three. Uh, Davis Mills has three as well. Um, so just Is it four or three? He has three. He has three. Davis Mills and Mac Jones both have three right, such. So just good. very good. Uh, recently. Tubular are doing this. Tubular is brought to you by the Baltimore County Police Department. Still collecting 
Unopened toys, still collecting non-perishable food items. You can get to uh, any of the, the area Baltimore County Police Department precincts to drop them off this week. You can also drop them off right across the street at Glory Days Grill. Support the Baltimore County Police Department as they try to take care of those who need it this holiday season. And if you're thinking about, you know, a career change, thinking about maybe looking a different way, would encourage you to go to joinbaltimorecountypd.com to find out more. Again, that's joinbaltimorecountypd.com in order to find out more. All right? Cool. Thank you. Now, here's what's coming up totally tubular. Uh, significant for Griffin and I. ESPN mm. for Patriots Cardinals at 815. Also, of course, there's a Mannings for this one. It's a terrible game, so of course there is. Um, so we did a fun bit with the Take the Over podcast in Pittsburgh last week where we made two bets. One was on the game, so we've already won that bet. They're, they're screwed. The yeah, Steelers lost. Idiots. They got to go eat a bunch of crazy hot wings. But we also made a bet on all of the other 12 games between Sunday and tonight. And so far, we've gotten, uh, were there 12 games? 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, Should 6, 7, 8, 9, 10, 11. Maybe Thursday's yeah, Thursday game. Didn't 11, because we didn't count Thursday's game. So 11 games. So far, uh, we're 6 and 5. They're 5 and 6. We have opposite sides tonight. Ooh. We have the Patriots. They have the Cardinals plus a point and a half. So we need the Patriots, and if we get that, we don't have to eat any hot wings at all. We're good. We are good. None. If we lose, I'm not really sure what happens because we didn't talk about yeah. ties. We didn't really have a conversation about ties. Somehow I know we end up getting screwed in the process. What this I do is know is I, really I get to keep my mustache because the Texans covered. I thought it was the other way around. What? Well, I, the Broncos covered too, so didn't matter. Oh, right. You decided to yeah. go with that. That's right. Yeah. Correct. Yes. That's right. That's yes. right. We said – I said. Which, I don't know why I made that bet because there was – Nothing that I could. I, I didn't say anything to you. Like if if, no, if they do one, that wasn't what it was. It was, it was about your confidence in it. You okay. were so super confident about it that I said, "Are you willing to bet you?" It's a huge number. Yeah, they almost won the game. They did. They yeah. almost won the game. So uh, yeah, Griffin does get to keep his mustache because he accidentally made a bet to put his mustache at stake. <laughs> put me on the spot. I couldn't, so we got a big back down. We got a big one tonight. We got a. We are uh, very much uh, concerned about the outcome of this one. Also tonight, Nets Wizards at 7 on NBC Sports Washington. NBA TV for Hawks Grizzlies at 8. Celtics Clippers 10.30. NHL Network. Devils Rangers at 7. The USA Network for WWE Monday Night Raw tonight at 8 as well. Some non-sports highlights? Uh, just a couple, I guess. You know, not a whole lot. Of, uh, Voice Season 22 Finale Part 1 starts uh, at 8. Yeah, highlights, Griffin. <laughs> uh, let's see. Jimmy or um, yeah, Jimmy Kimmel is going to have Michelle Obama on uh, okay. tonight. Okay. And then uh, Kate Hudson will be is on Is she Jimmy in a new Fallon. Jordan Peele film or what no, exactly? No, she has a book. She has a book that we all need to read. Everybody's got books. Yes. Um, the Cleaning Lady, season two finale on Fox, two-hour special. Don't, I don't, not familiar. And then Barmageddon uh, was on USA at 11 with... I said, hi, you are these, really, you're not, you're I'm struggling to make with it, highlights. I'm trying to make it sound... Uh, yeah, there's nothing. All right, there's nothing, good. yeah. Uh, Carson, where are you on social media? Uh, at Carson, where everywhere. All right, very good. W a i r e. Yes, that's there right. That's how you follow Carson Weekly, who's back with us for a few weeks here for the uh, winter break. Thanks today to um, Keenan Reynolds. Thanks to uh, Ricky Dobbs. Thanks to Kadri Ismail. Thanks to Jeremy Kahn. We'll get all of it up in the greatest hits section of the tab at glennclarkradio.com. Anything tomorrow? Uh, we will have the uh, women's, Terps women's basketball. Brenda Freeze is joining yes. us tomorrow. They got a yes. massive win. First ever win over UConn yesterday. That is awesome. Mm -hmm. Looking forward to talking about that. And then Randy Cross as well. 
Okay, from CBS Sports, yes. we'll talk to him, obviously, about Kenny Amanololo and Navy and talk some NFL with him as well, maybe some Ravens with him, too. Looking forward to that with uh, Randy Cross tomorrow. Very good. And, of course, uh, it's Tuesday, so Patrick Stevens will join us, and we'll preview waiver wire wins. Are we playing Brock Purdy in the fantasy football playoffs? It's a real question that adults are asking. Do I play him over Tua? I have no idea. I, I couldn't possibly tell you, but good we will Joe's coming discuss it with Joe Serpico from Press Box tomorrow as well. All right. Uh, hey, also thanks today to Ginsu Kamado Grill. Again, ginsugrills.com is the website. Use the code TAILGATE. Save $100 in your Ginsu Kamado Grill. Thanks to everybody at Pressbox, all of our great sponsors and partners, including the Baltimore County Police Department, Problem Gambling, Glory Days Grill, Royal Farms, Acosta Sin, Maryland Jockey Club, Baltimore Area Chick-fil-A Restaurants, Great Eights Memorabilia, the FanDuel Sportsbook at Live Casino and Hotel Maryland, Maryland Vascular Specialist, the all-new Ginsu Kamado Grill, UMBC Athletics, your local Toyota dealer, buyatoyota.com. Thanks to Carson. Thanks to Griffin at uh, Griffin underscore Bass. Follow us, Twitter, Instagram, and TikTok at Glenn Clark Radio. Have a great Monday night. We are definitely saying go Patriots. Yes. We are saying that. The rest of you can have whatever opinion you want to have. Griffin and I feel strongly about it. Duke sucks. Ohio State sucks too.